93.3 WMMR Audio On Demand presents the Preston and Steve Show podcast. Today is Monday, May 6th. As said, Kathy's out. I'll handle the duties. Good morning to you. At least 40 people died when an air flot airline, airliner burst into flames while making an emergency landing in Moscow's Sheremetyev uh, Airport on Sunday. A terrifying video. Two children were among the dead and uh, multiple others were injured. Uh, injured. Uh, video shot from inside the airport terminal showed large flames, billowing black smoke coming from the plane as it landed. Uh, later video showed a distinct trail of flames on the tarmac behind the plane, presumably from fuel that leaked out of the Sukhoi SSJ-100 regional jet as it slowed to a stop. Uh, and as Steve was saying in the video, you can see p- people uh, bailing out of the aircraft. Horrible. And the rear end of the plane was on fire, so a bunch of people didn't make it out. A spokeswoman for Russia's investigative committee said early Monday that 41 people are were killed. The numbers are uh, kind of sketchy right now, but it's in that ballpark. Officials with the airports at the aircraft had 73 passengers and five crew members on board, so the majority of people didn't make it out of that. It's terrible. Uh, the flight was en route from Moscow to Murmansk in northwestern Russia when it was forced to turn back because of technical problems. The airline said that the engines were burning after the aircraft landed, but the sequence of events uh, before and after the fire started were not clear. The SJ- SSJ-100 is largely used in Russia as a replacement for outdated Soviet-era aircraft, but also is used by airlines in other countries, including Armenia and Mexico. And this is the second fatal accident involving the plane. In 2012, a demonstration flight in Indonesia struck a mountain, killing all 45 aboard. Investigators with the Special Victims Unit are talking with the woman who they say left her toddler in Kensington Saturday morning. Police are still investigating the circumstances around why the child was left there and have not said what charges the woman will face, if any. Uh, They say the child is safe with family members. Police say the girl, around 18 months old, was found around 7.30 a.m. Saturday in the 3100 block of E Street in Kensington. Uh, Police say the toddler, who appeared to have abrasions on her face, was left with a stranger who called police after the child's mother didn't return. Uh, She was taken to the hospital for evaluation, but police didn't know her identity. Police released the child's image on Saturday evening, and with the public's help, they were able to identify the girl and her mother. Neighbors in East Street and Clearfield say that they are still stunned by the whole ordeal. This is terrifying. Police said a 29-year-old man has died after he crashed his car while driving away from gunshots with a bullet in his head Saturday night. Yeah, It happened around 3.30 a.m. on the 500 block of West Cumberland Street. Police and firefighters were called to the scene for a report of a car on fire following a crash. Police said the driver of the car uh, that was on fire got into a fight with an unknown gunman just about a block away. The gunman opened fire, shooting at least 10 shots. Uh, The driver tried to speed away from the scene after being shot, ultimately crashed into a fence. Police said the impact of the crash caused the car's engine to catch on fire. Officials took the victim to Temple University Hospital. He was pronounced dead a short time later. So far, there have been no arrests made. And then finally, the 40th Annual Broad Street Run was held yesterday. The 10-mile race spans the length of the city. Each year, the race draws thousands. And racers say that's because there's no run quite like it. Uh, Even though each year the route is the same, racers said it never gets old. And this year, the rain was a little bit unique. However, it seemed to be embraced by a lot of the runners. The men's winner of Sunday's race was Daniel uh, Kimoy. 
And the women's winner was Susan uh, Jarotich. So congratulations to all took place. Was that a repeat for uh, for the uh, male Oh, winner? I don't know. I think it was, right? Second okay. year in a row winning. That that guy won? Yeah, believe it or not. Very good. All nice. right, let's do sports. Well, Kawhi Leonard scored 39 points, including a three-pointer. Was it one second left? Uh, a minute, minute, a, minute left. A minute yeah. left. All right. And that helped the Toronto Raptors beat the Sixers 101-96. And even the Eastern Conference semifinal series uh, evened it at uh, two games apiece. Kyle Lowry added 14 points. Raptors rebounded after consecutive losses to recount, reclaim home court advantage. Jimmy Butler scored 29. J.J. Redick had 19 for the Sixers, who are trying to reach the conference finals for the first time since Allen Iverson led them to the NBA Finals in 2001. Game 5, tomorrow night in Toronto. Zach Eflin pitched seven strong innings. Reese Hoskins drove in a pair of runs to lead the Phillies to a 7-1 win over the Washington Nationals yesterday afternoon at the ballpark. Uh, Cesar Hernandez added two doubles for the NL East leading Phils, who have won six of their last nine. Eflin gave up one run on four hits, five strikeouts, two walks. He was coming off his third career complete game in his previous outing, a win over Miami, and is 5-0 with a 1.05 ERA in his last five home starts. Uh, up next, Phils is three game series in St. Louis against Cardinals. Uh, Vince Velasquez is going to get the start. In the opener, and we'll go up against Mike uh, McCullis for the cards. Game time is 8.05. And in the NHL, St. Louis scored two goals 33 seconds apart in third period, knocking Dallas goalie Ben Bishop out of the game. And the Blues beat the Stars 4-1, force game seven in that second-round Western Conference semifinal series. And that game will be tomorrow night in St. Louis. That is what I have for you this morning in the sports. Uh, welcome back. Yes, same to you. Yes, well done. Appreciate uh, it. Pulling double duty today. Yeah, ready for a uh, week full of good stuff. In fact, we have a new Word of the Week prize, and uh, I love it. It's a trip. We always love when we can do this trip for two to the world premiere, Steve. Oh, uh, I know what you're going to say. Godzilla, King yeah! of the uh, God damn, I'm so excited for this movie. Saturday, May 18th at the uh, TCL Chinese Theater in Hollywood. So it's a fairly quick turnaround. you got a little over 10 days or so to get yourself set if you do win this. Uh, and Godzilla King of Monsters opens May 31st, rated PG-13. Does look pretty damn cool. <laughs> what can you say? you got Mothra, you got Rodan, you got Ghidorah, Ghidra. Uh, and the whole mess is there. Yeah, yeah. Uh, so we will give away a trip to California, to Hollywood, to see it. So get yourself set for that. Uh, I'm looking at a lot of stuff to give away today. That's a yeah. That's a good problem to have, man. So we've got uh, Primo Hoagie stopping by today. Is apparently National Hoagie Day. It is. Ooh. They're coming by. They're bringing some goodies to give away. We also have our friends from. Hand and Stone Massage and Facial Spa. Hoagies and Massages. No, we get both of them here in our studio. And uh, we will be giving away free massages or facials for mom because Mother's Day is coming up. So listen for your chance to win those. And then we have a screening tonight. Uh, Pokemon, Detective Pikachu. And I'm sitting on a bunch of tickets. So let's take five callers right now and give some to you. It's at 730 at the UA Riverview. So keep that in mind. 215263-WMMR. Five callers right now. We will give you those tickets. So get on board. Give us a call right now. Let's do that thing. 
Let's take a break. We'll come back in a second. More giveaways with the stupid question. I got a lot of entertainment stories from over the weekend. Uh, Avengers Endgame still just absolutely gigantic breaking records, and I'll get you the numbers when we come back. Stay with us. Love MMR? Buy some gear. Check out the rock shop at WMMR.com. Snazzy. Steven Singer's Ready for Love Diamond Engagement Rings are ready to go. Steven has the perfect ring for you at the perfect price. Online at IHateStevenSinger.com or at the other corner of 8th and Walnut in Philly. Back with more of the Preston and Steve Show podcast. Hi, Grandma. Hi, thank you, Grandma. <laughs> uh, so we're going to do a stupid question this morning, and we are going to give away... A uh, pair of tickets for the 2019 Brew Fest, which is at Mount Hope this Saturday. Uh, interesting question. I'm wondering if I've asked this one before. So, you know, the peace symbol yes. was inspired by semaphore letters. Uh, N and D. N is in Nancy, D is in Dave, whatever you want to say. So the peace symbol was inspired by the semaphore letters N and D. What did N and D stand for? Hmm. 215-263-WMMR. You might have asked it, but uh, I don't remember the answer. Uh, yeah, so, I don't remember. By the way, this is from a trivia game that Nick gave me a while back. It's called I Know. And uh, so there you go. There's my source. Well, now I want to know the answer. Hopefully it's true. 215. <laughs> what did the N and D stand for uh, in the semaphore letters that inspired the peace symbol? I uh, will go through some birthdays while we are awaiting your call. Uh, today is Monday, May 6th. We'll start in the world of music and Foo Fighters. There is a birthday. It is Chris Shiflett, uh, the guitarist. Uh, he is 48 years old. Um, one of the lesser known band members. I mean, he's known, but you know, you got Dave and you got Taylor who kind of take the spotlight as far as very dynamic. I don't, I don't even know the bass player's name. Marissa, do you? You're a big Foo Fighters fan. Nate Mendel. Nate is, Mendel. Yeah. Okay. Chris has a uh, podcast. He's been going like he goes around the country. A lot of Nashville stars. Does he play with the Taylor Hawkins band? Uh, Chevy Metal. Chevy Metal. Yeah, Chevy Metal, which yes. is a great name. Yes. Yeah, I it's thought him. he did. Yeah. Yeah, and then this guy that looks like Robert Plant. The three of them are actually really fun to see live if you ever get the opportunity. It's like seeing your uncle's garage band. Sounds nice. awesome. Yeah, it's fun. <laughs> All right, so. In a cool way. Sounds awesome. I'd love to see my uncle's garage band. Chris Shiflett is 48 today. George Clooney is 58 oh, years old today. Yeah. They were running all those uh, Oceans movies yesterday. Yeah. They're pretty good. But, you know, which one of them is not good? What is the one that 12. is? 12. 12, yeah, not good. 12 sucks. Um, I, I, in fact, I only watched... Oh, well, of course, he was <laughs> uh, I only watched, to be honest, maybe the first quarter of that movie, and I'm yeah. like, this is, this is not, not good. Not even close. Yeah, yeah. Doesn't get but, any better. but 11 and 13, I love. Yeah, yeah. I think the, they're a lot of fun. The rest of 12 is pretty much trash. Yeah. And, of course, uh, he worked at Edna's Edibles for a yeah, while. Yeah, was yeah, he a handyman? Was that his deal? Yeah, I think yeah, he yeah. Was. Is that what he did? Okay. Yeah. Or was uh, he uh, her lover? But he's been... No, he's not a lover. He was a handyman. A uh, lot of great movies up in the air. Gravity. Oh, Brother, We're Out There was still one of my favorites. Dude, I uh, love it. Yeah, Tomorrowland is fun. He's uh, 58 today. Uh, Tony Blair, former British Prime Minister, celebrates his uh, 67th birthday today. Don't know what he has planned for today, but... Uh, Maybe off to Chuck E. Cheese. Uh, maybe he's off to Chuck E. Cheese. Charles Cheese in England. <laughs> 67 today. Uh, another great... Uh, do you see this one, Casey? I do, I do, I do. From, from the world of music. Have some uh, ready, some music ready to go. Oh. And he's uh, he's getting ready to wrap up uh, touring all together. Uh, and he's 74 years old today. Ladies and gentlemen, Mr. Bob Seger celebrates his birthday. <laughs> oh, you're doing that. Jesus. I know you're weary. No. We, no. can't, we can't do no. it. It's just, there you go. Thank you. You killed the room. <laughs> Worst song to put on at a frat party. 
Now, this is a good song. This is a great song. Bob, this is a great album. Bob Seger has just got loads and loads of great songs. What a great songwriter and performer. The last album I actually got of his was, I think it was called American Storm. And uh, it's yeah, one that has like that. a rock on it. Yeah, yeah. Really good stuff. Yeah, that came out, man. Is that the, like the 80s? Late 80s. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, but, um, yeah, he's just uh, he's got a lot of great songs. And, man, he can he can hit some of the uh, the notes as well vocally. When he's live, you can hear him really nail them. So. This is a great song. Yeah, this is a wonderful song. Bob Seger, 74 years old today. Happy birthday to you. Uh, it's also uh, Willie Mays' birthday today. Wow. Uh, the Say Hey Kid. <laughs> say Hey, Willie. Yeah, he's uh, he's 88 years old today. I don't want to see. Yeah. One of the all-time sick of saying it. Get the hell out of here. The all-time greats. So happy birthday <laughs> to him. Uh, actress uh, Adrienne Palicki. Oh yeah, she's super hot. She she's one of the most beautiful women I've ever oh, seen. Yeah. She's on the Orville. Uh, is she really? Yeah. Okay. I believe she is. Yep. Um, yeah. Yeah. I, I think she first came to uh, popped onto my radar because I never watched Friday Night Lights. This came beforehand. Yeah. But, yeah. Uh, but I went. Uh, I took my family to see GI Joe Retaliation. And I'm like, who is that? <laughs> Hello. Uh-huh. And uh, Steve, she's also in John Wick. She's, yes. She's a, she's a hit woman. You find and, out uh, what happens when you violate the code of the Continental. That's correct. She does do that in that movie. She's also She was also an Agents of S.H.I.E.L.D.? Yes. Oh, yeah. Really good. And had a long run with another guy. They were going to break them off into a uh, sequel series, and that never came to be. Hmm. But Agents of S.H.I.E.L.D. is returning for its final season. Okay. She's 36 today. And then the last birthday, and help me if I pronounce this incorrectly, uh, Gabory Sidibe. Gabory Sidibe. Gabory Sidibe. Thank you. I needed help. Precious. That's her, yeah. Uh, she's also in the Big C and Tower Heist and is 36 years old today. And uh, Empire. Uh, let's see if we can get an answer to the stupid question. Uh, the PSM is inspired by the semaphore letters N and D. And what do they stand for? That is the question. And I will go to Mike for the answer. Hey, Mike, good morning. Hey, good morning. Yeah, but so, so what do the N and D stand for, semaphore, and made the peace sign? Nuclear disarmament. He is correct. Oh, I did not know that. Hang on a second, Mike. I, I didn't know that the peace sign came out of the you know, nuclear pro- disarmament pro- protest against uh, nuclear weapons. So, nice job, Mike. We are going to set you up with a pair of tickets for the 2019 Brewfest at Mount Hope. It's this Saturday, May 11th, and presented by the PA Renaissance Fair, a celebration of all things beer at Mount Hope Estate and Winery in Mannheim, PA. You have to be at least 21 years of age to enter. Visit parenfair.com slash brewfest for tickets and information. Well, we begin with the box office on Monday mornings in Avengers Endgame. Still dominating and actually managed to cross a $2 billion mark Whoa. at the worldwide box office this weekend. Just astonishing. The film has garnered $2.189 billion in just 11 days, the fastest that any film has managed to do so. And it is now the second highest grossing film of all time. It just it surpassed James Cameron's Titanic, which earned $2.187 billion. And the only other film that has earned more than Endgame is Cameron's Avatar, which snagged $2.8 billion. So this is poised to pass that up. Well, to put it in perspective, right, Avatar took uh, 47 days to get to $2 billion. And this took 11. So, yeah. Uh, Endgame grabbed an estimated $428 million globally for its second weekend of release. An estimated $146 million of that was in North America. 
Uh, elsewhere at the box office, The Intruder came in second. To give you some perspective, it made $11 million. Well, that's close. <laughs> uh, then you had Long Shot, Ugly Dolls, Captain Marvel was fifth, followed by Breakthrough. Uh, the Case of La, Yor- La Llorona. The horror movie. Uh, Shazam. And then you had Little and Dumbo rounding out the top ten. So still big moves at the box office for Endgame. Uh, iconic writer and director John Singleton's private funeral is set for today. Crazy, man. Uh, still wrapping I, my head around that. Still can't believe it. Yeah, the Boys in the Hood and higher learning director died at age 51 last week, suffered a massive stroke after being taken off of life support. Uh, the funeral is planned uh, for a very small, intimate goodbye for family and close friends, EW reports. The ceremony will not be open to the public. However, his family is planning a larger memorial in the coming weeks. Uh, this week, Tribeca Film Festival, Festival organizers added a free screening of Boys in the Hood on Friday, May 3rd. Uh, according to the organizers, they wrote in a statement, John Singleton accomplished what all creators strive to do. He entertained, but also inspired generations of audiences and artists. He'll remain, uh, he will also remain credited as executive producer of FX's Snowfall. Uh, production on season three is almost finished there. Sopranos star uh, Annabella Sciorra. Yeah, oh, yeah. yeah. Uh, she will testify against Harvey Weinstein in his wow. upcoming Manhattan sexual assault trial. Yeah, I don't know who she was. She is a gorgeous um, actress, and she was she was side action right yeah, for Tony. Tony's uh, girlfriend oh, okay. for a little while, and they they met in therapy. But man, is she a knockout? I think she's also in the Tony and Tina's wedding movie, and she's also in they made a movie Jungle Heat. Yeah, not J- Jungle Heat. Is that what it's called? What is Jungle it? Fever. Jungle Fever. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, they made a, a Tony minute. and Tina w- wedding movie. Did they? I believe they did, yes. Okay. And then she was also uh, so in Jungle Fever, that's right. See if I'm right on that, Nick. Okay. Uh, uh, probably not. Skiora publicly accused Weinstein of raping her in 2017, uh, in, in, in a 2017 New Yorker article. Uh, the article is credited with helping to launch the Me Too movement. Uh, sources tell Page Six that she will be one of a handful of witnesses that Justice James Burke has ruled may testify at the trial in order to establish a pattern of behavior. How many cases are in? Uh, so is it just the one with all of these separate ones I've, going I've, on? I have. Well, I, I don't remember. It's too much. Yeah. Uh, there are too many of them. And then uh. there's there's a whole bunch of stuff going on over uh, in Europe. Scotland Yard is investigating a whole other aspect of the Weinstein story. Weinstein was indicted on charges that he forcibly performed oral on production assistant Mimi Halayi in 2006 and raped a lover in a Manhattan hotel in 2013. The case is slated to go to trial September 9th, by the way. I don't think she was in Tony and Tina's, but she was in Jungle Fever. There you go. But uh, Sebastian Stan was in Tony and Tina's. And there we go. Of course, he's Bucky. That's why, that's why obviously, yeah, I obviously made the mistake. You were thinking about Bucky. Yeah. But maybe you were thinking about Mila Kunis. I was thinking of Tony and Tina's wedding with the Winter Soldier. Winter right. Soldier, <laughs> that's yeah. right. So this is the guy with the metallic arm. The top six contestants of season two of ABC's American Idol performed live for America's Vote last night. He's shaking his head no, Preston. I just, you know, I I disagree with America. You disagree with America? Yeah, they they voted off two of my favorites over the last two weeks. Damn you, America. This guy, Wade, is still part of the the whole crew, which uh, I just don't buy it. But Madison Bumgarner, I'm a fan of hers. Okay. Is Uh, she the girl that looks like Shakira? uh, No. Okay. Becky. Wait, what did you say your name was? Madison Bumgardner. Bumgardner? Yeah. There's a Madison Vandenberg. Vandenberg, sorry. Yeah, that's uh, a picture. Madison Bumgardner's a picture. He's a good picture, though. Yeah. 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 Sorry, he, has not been, he has not been voted off. Vandenberg. He was actually in Tony and Tina's wedding. <laughs> yeah. With uh, Sebastian Stan. 
Uh, so, Casey. Yeah. Uh, like honestly, the is what American <laughs> Dude, he's amazing. <laughs> give it, give us your real assessment. Uh, so, any of these people worth a damn? Um, Madison Vandenberg is a very, very, very powerful uh, singer. All right. There. You know, the other ones I just don't really understand. Like, this girl, Lacey, she's pretty. She looks like Shakira, I guess, Marissa. Um, but there was another girl who was a little bit younger, and she's a little bit more country, who I thought was a better... I, I So I don't understand America. The, you should hear this guy, Wade, sing. I just... I don't understand it. I just don't get it. All this right. guy, Lane, is as... Is, 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 um, he's... I, he's he's pretty, and that's that's well. It's a popularity like it. contest, you know that. That's yeah. what happens. But it's weird because Wade is like, you know, just looking at him, he's not like he's 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 a big dude. Like he's a big dude. Um, but sound so that's wise, why he's winning. Um, well, no, no, you're saying like popularity kind. Of. I don't, yeah, I don't yeah. know what's like so great about him and then his voice it sounds like uh he swallowed a bunch of razor blades every you know it, okay I, yeah i don't get it man i don't you get, get it you get wrapped up in it and i appreciate yeah. that it's not it's, i don't see it as something as substantial as bts which is my korean boy <laughs> right right, right <laughs> that right. to me that's now you're talking talent yeah that's yeah that's you see those guys dance <laughs> all right so question are they, they're down to four now yeah, who got voted out last night? Okay. I had to I had to stop watching to get up to Game of Thrones. Okay, so I guess uh, uh, Jeremiah Harmon and Lacey Booth got voted out. Okay, the, so the, the pitcher got voted off, right? <laughs> no, the pitcher's still there. Okay. Madison Vandenberg, Lane Hardy, uh, Alejandro Aranda, and Wade Cota remain, and there are three episodes left. So did you see the new competition that's coming out, Preston? And this one's based on songwriting. No, no, and it's got a, it's got your your group of quote unquote experts, and it's another one of these things. And gee, they just keep cranking them out, and they keep sucking, just unbelievably. But American Idol least was first to the the dance. It reminds me of the one Preston that you knew the guy on it. He was like a record executive or oh, something. Oh yeah, Charlie Walk. Yeah, it, but nobody knew who they were. So like nobody knows who these writers are. So they, the commercial starts with like Joe Jonas singing a song, and then it like rewinds backwards of the guy who wrote the song that everybody loves. But I can't imagine it's going to yeah. do well. Who knows? Who knows? All right, I have other news for you. Uh, the situation, you know, from uh, the Jersey Shore, the <laughs> fire festival fraudster are already there, and now Donald Trump's former lawyer and fixer, Michael Cohen, is up next. This is not the casting of a reality TV show. This is federal prison. Though they should do it. (laughs) 70 miles from New York City, where white-collar and uh, D-list scoundrels can do some time and uh, play bocce ball while they're there. It's really a nice facility. Yeah, it's it's medium security, so it's not heavy-duty. But uh, but it's funny that these three are (laughs) in the same prison together. Uh, Cohen is due to report today to the Federal Correctional Institute, Otisville. Otisville? <laughs> That's from a Superman yeah. movie. Uh, yes. uh, oh, I was going to Animal House. To All start right. a uh, three-year sentence for tax evasion lying to Congress and campaign finance crimes. Uh, tucked in the lush countryside south of the Catskill Mountains, Otisville is actually two federal facilities with a total of about 800 inmates, a medium security prison where former NFL star Darren Sharper is serving a 20-year rape sentence. If you're going to prison, we'd like you to consider <laughs> Otisville. And a satellite camp for nonviolent offenders like Cohen. Uh, there, he'll be serving his three-year sentence with the likes of Jersey Shore star-turned-tax-fraud <laughs> convict Michael the Situation Sorrentino and Fire Festival's Billy McFarland. This guy, so um, 
I watched the second of the Fire Festival specials. So this Netflix did one, mm-hmm. and uh, Hulu did one. Hulu's is better, is I think, by, by far. And um, they, they made a point, Preston, while he's awaiting trial for this whole fraud that is the Fire Festival, he engages in two other yeah. major frauds. He can't stop. He can't stop. The Netflix one was produced by um, some of the PR people that uh, were in charge of the Fire Festival, so they weren't as um, candid. They, they come, yeah, they didn't and they didn't take ownership. Yeah. yeah, but the I think the other one was actually Amazon Prime, Steve. I think the second one was not. Oh, is it? Okay. Yeah, but anyway, the, the mm-hmm. second one is better. Uh, the U.S. Bureau of Prisons, which runs the federal prison system, has been tight-lipped about Cohen's placement. Uh, the agency denied a reporter's request to tour the Otisville facility and declined to comment for this particular article. Alex Trebek received a standing ovation as he accepted an Emmy Award for Jeopardy. Uh, Trebek, who of course announced in March that he has advanced pancreatic cancer, uh, said he worried about winning as best game show host. He was concerned that sympathy might play a role in voting. Uh, he had said when uh, contenders should be judged on the merits of their work. But Trebek recalled that he lost last year after he had major surgery for life-threatening blood, blood clots. Uh, since that didn't get him a sympathy vote, the 78-year-old Trebek said that he can live with the honor. Uh, it is his seventh daytime Emmy, including a 2001 Lifetime Achievement Award. Unbelievably classy. I would have played it the other way. I'm not as classy as Trebek. Had I lost, I would... You gotta be kidding! <laughs> Do you not know I'm dying?! Now, after Dear God! admitting on Good Morning America last week that he had experienced bouts of extreme sadness since being diagnosed, uh, Alex sounded an upbeat note at the Pancreatic Cancer Action Network's event at the Los Angeles Zoo. He had said, as you all know, survivors, survivorship I'm sorry, is measured starting from the date that you are diagnosed with cancer and on that scale. My gosh, I'm a 62-day survivor, he said. <laughs> Give me a break. Uh, but he said, but I'm working on it, and I promise you this, that if I become a 22-year survival, you will all be welcomed at my 100th birthday. So he's hanging in there. Lori Laughlin's daughter, Olivia Jade, is reportedly moved out of her parents' Bel Air mansion mm-hmm. to escape the media presence amid her parents' alleged involvement in the college admissions scandal. I think she moved in with her auntie in Bel Air. <laughs> oh, really? Yeah. Uh, Olivia is doing well. What's going on with We're her? worried about her because it doesn't seem she has a lot going for her. With her parents is still upsetting to her, but she is also trying to focus on her own life, a source tells people. She's also studying so hard. <laughs> uh, her parents still, uh, face a lot of media attention. There is, uh, paparazzi at the famous house every day. It's, uh, very stressful for everyone. Olivia has decided to move out for now. She doesn't want to be followed when she leaves her home. According to the source, she's also reportedly looking to rebuild her brand after multiple sponsorship deals fell through in the wake of the scandal. Yeah, she lost a couple of big ones. I think, what was it, Sephora? Was that one of them or Ulta? Yeah, I think think Sephora. Yeah, she had her own line. And that that just fell out completely. I don't know how many uh, Instagram followers she had before this scandal began, but now she has 1.4 million of them. And uh, my guess is she'll come out. Yeah. Just fine on the other side. Oh, yeah, her 1.4 million followers don't care about anything. Nope. They do not care. No, if they did care, she would have less. Honestly, yeah. though, if I were her, I'd move away from the cosmetics and get into the ever-growing industry of tactical knives and glasses. Because that's what I always go for on Instagram. That's what you buy? Uh, ta- if it says tactical, I'm there. 
What about glasses? So oh, yeah. You, glasses. You've seen the commercial. No, I Yeah, haven't. if you want to be serious out on the battlefield, you need ta- <laughs> you need tactical sunglasses. What do those do for you? They make you look like a 70-year-old Jewish person at a wedding. <laughs> They're that big? <laughs> <laughs> oh, my God. That's great. Well, in a story from March, she had $1.3 million, So this right. has helped oh. her grow 100,000 Well, when did the story people. break? Uh, yeah, like um, early March, right? Some March, yeah, something like yeah. that. So, I mean, you know, if she had uh, half of that at this point, I'd be concerned about her future, but she'll be just fine. Uh, this and is, she just bought a medical degree, so this she's is good. really <laughs> weird and messed up and disturbing. If it is indeed true, famed Disney voice actor Jim Cummings, uh, who voices Winnie the Pooh and Tigger has been accused of sexually abusing his ex-wife and abusing animals, according to The Blast. What? By, this is accused by his wife. Now, I don't know if it's oh. true or not. Jim and Stephanie Cummings were married in 2001. They divorced in 2011. They share two daughters, uh, Johanna and Lulu. Since their divorce, she claims in documents obtained by The Blast that he has engaged in physical, sexual, and emotional abuse, including but not limited to death threats, rape, and various sexual deviant behavior Forced upon me without my consent, she says. If I may, this could be the reason Eeyore is always so sad. I might. I don't <laughs> there know. There are secrets. Uh, but this guy's been doing the Winnie the Pooh voice for a long time. I remember seeing ages ago because he took mm. over for the guy who originally did it and passed away. And he does a spot-on version of it. And he was. I remember seeing an interview with him talking about how... Important it is to keep the integrity of that voice and as is, and so he seemed really. And he de- mentioned dedica- nothing about banging animals in that. No, oh, he remained dedicated to the craft of this. So when I read this this morning, I was like, "Well, that's really disturbing." The, here. the original guy was a character actor that you'd see all over the place. Had this, you know, this he always played sort of the sweet older guy, the you know that that demeanor. Mm-hmm. Uh, but uh, honestly, there was a point at which. Uh, when the, when they changed, I couldn't even tell it was a new guy. He was yeah. doing it so spot on. Absolutely. Uh, as Amy Schumer nears the end of her pregnancy, she feels fans' pain. She joked on Instagram, oh, yeah, does it feel like uh, to everyone, like I've been pregnant for a long time? Yeah. It must be getting annoying to you all that I'm still <laughs> pregnant. Uh, she's uh, been struggling with uh, hyperemesis uh, throughout her pregnancy. She's got really, really violent, re- violently sick. She hasn't. She hasn't gotten violent. <laughs> she got very violent. She I'm gonna kill you. Store the other day, <laughs> uh, Kate Middleton had the same thing, right? Yeah. yeah, exactly. So she feels she's been pregnant for a long time. Uh, throughout her eight-year stint of HBO's Game of Thrones, Sophie Turner. Uh, tells Marie Claire Australia that she often suffered from mental health issues due to pressure that she felt from above. The 23-year-old said, I've experienced mental illness firsthand, and I've seen what it can do to the people around the sufferers as well. She added that her body has changed since joining the production to play Sansa at age 15. And she said, my metabolism suddenly decided to uh, fall to the depths of the ocean, and I started to get spotty and gain weight. And all of this was happening to me on camera. And to make matter wor- matters worse, she said that uh, fans and studio executives pressured her to lose weight, so she turned to therapy. She said everybody needs a therapist, especially when uh, people are constantly telling you that you're not uh, good enough and you don't look good enough. I think it's necessary to have someone to talk to and to help you through that. Was she? Uh, so what's the deal with her? Is she naked a lot in the series or no? No. no. Okay. So she's, she's wearing like, been... like armor and stuff? No, she's ever been naked. No, no. Okay. She's a lady. Whoa, uh, whoa, whoa. She, she's not an, um, uh, an armor-wearing battle-hardened maven or anything like that. 
Uh, Turner, who married Joe Jonas in a surprise Vegas ceremony after the Billboard Music Awards Wednesday, has spoken out about her history of depression and body shaming before. In April, she had told Dr. Phil, uh, people used to write, damn, Sansa gained 10 pounds, or Sansa needs to lose 10 pounds, and it was just a lot of weight comments, or I would have spotty skin because I was a teenager, and that's normal, but... I used to get a lot of comments about my skin and my weight and how I wasn't a good actress. So are you on the Star Wars movies? <laughs> no, stupid. But she's uh, she's she's very pretty. Um, she's a great actress. She got a Jonas. Yeah, yeah, she, got, she ended up with a Can't Jonas. Can't be a pig and land a Jonas. <laughs> Isn't that what you... a Jonas. The old saying. The old saying, the old meme. Can't be a pig and land a Jonas. Uh, I guess so, sure. Why not? <laughs> it is now. All right, and then uh, one last story. Uh, YouTube now counts 2 billion unique monthly users worldwide. The company's CEO, Susan Wojcicki, uh, uh, it's Polish, I don't know how to pronounce this. Villanova. Wojcicki, something like that, announced. That's it, though? Uh, 2 billion billion unique. Unique. Users monthly. I'm just trying to think. All right, there's 8 billion people on the Carry the one. Well, it's roughly about... 360 million in, in the United, United States. States. Right. So, okay. Yeah. All right. It's a lot of people. Yeah, it is a lot of people. Yeah, two billion is a lot. Uh, so YouTube is also capturing people's attention for longer. YouTube was viewed uh, on TV screens more than 250 million hours per day. How many hours do you... As of March 2019. Preston, how many hours a, a week do you think you spend... Uh, Denying the new YouTube TV service when you ever watch you, right? Yeah, that free trial, free trial, free trial. No, no thanks. Click on no thanks. No thanks. I have on as far as my screen time with my phone goes. You guys get those reports? Yeah, tells you what you have daily. I'm, I guess I'm around two hours. That's not bad. Day, yeah. I don't, uh, I don't overuse the phone at all. I, I mean, I haven't lately, but I was at about four hours. Yeah. I was like, oh, man. But every single week, I would get the diagnostics. It was going down. So I was like, <laughs> all right, well, I'm getting better. Yeah. <laughs> I had, uh, Matt O'Donnell had tweeted out because they did, uh, ABC did a story on, uh, you know, your screen time. And he put it into perspective because he was doing four hours a day as well. He's like, that's around a golf that I could be <laughs> yeah. playing as opposed to sitting on my phone for four hours. The idea, though, is that. You know, oh, well, it's four hours I'm playing Candy Crush and Words of Friends. And, I mean, that's – actually, I don't play Candy Crush at all, but Words of Friends is a little <laughs> bit of it. Um, you know, it is – it's email. You know, like, it, a lot of it is work-related. It is. My know? wife, though, and I, I, this is the truth. I know that after a while you do it enough and your brain sort of gets hardwired because she plays Word with Friends, Words with Friends, and another game that is a word game all the time. No kidding. It's like we're sitting in the car. Yep. You know, yeah. watching TV. She's watching TV and playing the game at the same time. Yeah, yeah. Uh, you know, when I, sometimes I, you know, when I go up to kiss her in the morning when I'm leaving, uh, you know, she she can't get to sleep. I'm, I'm seeing the glow of the phone. It's like, man, she's playing it all the time. Yeah. Yeah. I told you I was uh, getting ready to play. I was um, waiting for a game to load on, yeah, on yeah. the PS4. And it was taking a while, so I got on my phone and I started playing a crossword puzzle. So I'm playing a game while yeah. I'm waiting for another game to load. That's pretty sad. Yeah, but, know, yeah. uh, going back to YouTube real quick, the there are really populous countries, including China, where it's banned. So China has straight up banned, no YouTube at all, no YouTube in China. So wow. that's got one point, however many billion people. So you got to subtract that from the planet, you know, the planet's population, and then uh, that's a lot. Man. Factor yeah. that in, yeah. I will say though, I because I, I had to have my wife's car serviced on Friday, so I had to sit in the waiting room and. 
having the phone there is was a, just a huge, huge help. So, my, you know, so. you're exactly right. I was thinking the, the same thing. So much of like, for example, waiting in a doctor's office, yeah, or just you know, all of that stuff. When I spent a night in the hospital, right, uh-huh. um, you know, uh, during our vacation, because that's what we do, President. And I, we like to have procedures done. We're on a vacation, yeah. uh, <laughs> uh, and uh, but that the night actually seemed to be much quicker because I had my. My iPad with me, and it was, you know, the, you, you feel sort of connected. Yeah. I still pick up the magazines in doctors' offices. Do you? Because I don't yeah, yeah. read them that often. I'm like, yeah, sure. I always think you're crawling with diseases. <laughs> Sick people have been here. <laughs> of course yeah. you think that. Was, was I, did you treat leprosy here? Yeah. That's my pedicure manicure thing. Okay. Always magazines. No phone. Yeah. yeah. I, Steve-O, I, I don't know what you would have done here, because uh, I was there for a while. I was just on my phone, and this older guy walks in, probably about seven years old. Two, three, four f- people in there, and he comes walking in. Hey, why is it so quiet in here? Oh, no, yeah. no. Yeah. 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 He starts talking, right? No. I made the terrible, terrible mistake you engaged. of looking up and engaging. Next thing you know, he and I were buddies. Uh-huh. And he tells me the history yeah. oh, no. of AT&T. He oh, worked for AT&T for 40 years. Yes. Then about a year and a half ago, I started urinating blood, thick <laughs> blood, and I was very concerned. <laughs> oh, no. Uh, why? Uh-huh. Why? And I would look down at my phone and and that's when uh, cellular technology i was like oh no oh no i'm his buddy now steve casey what you should have done is steve you should have gone i'm sorry because he was talking about cell phones i gotta take this. my landline is ringing and then you just hold up your, your your hand with the pinky and the thumb oh no i just met uh, the nicest gentleman we're having a conversation yes. <laughs> i did and, and then you hand, move your hand over say hi yeah <laughs> I stood up about, uh, probably about 10, 15 minutes in. I stood up, oh, you know, I got to go check on something. And then I stood at the service desk in another room. I just stood there. I was like, just. Please no. tell me you're here to be euthanized. Yeah. yeah. Sir, can I help you? No, I'm just, I just want to stand here for a minute. Would you pretend like we're talking yeah. for, for a moment? I, sorry, I have to go wait over there. Yeah. I stood next to the windshield wipers for another 20 minutes. I was like, it's so much better in here. I was, Yep, it I felt terrible, but... You know. All right, well, I'm ready for clips, if you guys Ooh, are. Yay. Oh, yeah. Woo. You won, Preston. Thank you. You said the secret phrase. HBO's Chernobyl turns Ooh. the Soviet nuclear disaster into a five-part miniseries. Oh, I want to see that. Jared Harris plays a leading nuclear physicist who has, an, has to oversee the government's response. In this clip, uh, Jared talks about a uh, surprise the cast and crew got when they filmed on-site... At a reactor that's just like Chernobyl's. Here we go. I think there's about 20 of these plants built around the Soviet Union, all exactly the same design as the Chernobyl plant. And we were, we shot on site there. And supposedly all the nuclear material had been taken out, but, but rather cryptically they told us that we weren't allowed to shoot there on like a Tuesday before 4 p.m. because they were still taking the material out. <laughs> so- <laughs> <laughs> that guy, Nick pulled up his picture because I didn't know him by name. That guy's a great actor. Uh, he's been in a bunch of stuff. In the second um, uh, Sherlock Holmes movie with Robert Downey Jr., he yes. played Moriarty. You know, he's the, great. The, the nemesis. He yeah. was also in The Crown. He plays uh, King George. King George. Yeah. And uh, he was in Lincoln. I, I think he played Grant in Lincoln. He's just a, one of those guys who's like, oh, that guy. Uh, but this this looks really compelling. Well, I think I told you, Preston, uh, on the uh, Oculus Go, uh, there is a program, and I'm sure you can get it on, on the PS4 uh, VR as well, but it is a, uh, a a tour of Chernobyl. 
and you walk around. It's in different segments. You're you're in the sarcophagus that they've you know where they've sealed it up. Yeah. Uh, you're down by uh, in the actual reactor room in the control room where everything went south. It's it is amazing to just sort of virtually stand there and look around. And you're at Pripyat too. They show you the the, the city that was built to show how amazing you know Soviet. Uh, Productivity was, and you have you know this amusement park that was never used. It's just an amazing, horrifying story. Uh, Chernobyl, Chernobyl premieres tonight at nine on HBO. Let's do the next one. All right. So, how do you pronounce this? Is it uh, Tuka and Birdie? Yeah, or Tuka, Tuka and maybe Birdie. Tuka, T U C A. Uh, it stars Tiffany Haddish and uh, Ali Wong as animated birds. So maybe Tuca, Tucan, soon comes oh, like that. Oh, yeah. Uh, the series from the same producer of BoJack Horseman is about life in your 30s as two best friends. In this clip, Ali Wong explains what made this series an easy choice for her. And here we go. I mean, in a lot of ways, it kind of does mirror us because Tiffany's like out there and about and she's like fun and, and is like not repressed. And I'm kind of a recluse and I'm a homebody. I'm like the boring person who is at home with my husband and my kids. Shut the fuck <laughs> up! All right, so Tuka or Tuka, I don't know, and Birdie. Why, why learn the name of something you're not going to watch? Uh, Tucker and Birdie uh, came out on Netflix on Saturday, by the way. All right. See, it is there. And that's what I got for you, the entertainment report Exciting. this morning. Man, we have a lot going on today as far as giveaways. Hannah Stone is stopping by today. We'll do some giveaways for Mother's Day. That's right, Hannah Stone Massage and Facial Spa. Today is National Hoagie Day, so Primo's is coming by. We'll do some giveaways there. But in the meantime, I need to give away these movie passes because we have a screening tonight. It's uh, Pokemon Detective Pikachu. And uh, let's give you, we'll take five callers, 215-263-WMMR. The movie is tonight, 730 at the U8 Riverview. Opens nationwide on Friday the 10th, this Friday. So uh, let's have you go see that movie tonight. Once again, 730, you need to be there by 7 at the UA Riverview. Five callers, 215-263-WMMR. We're going to set you up. We'll take a break. Come back in just a moment, and we will uh, slalom through whatever things we got to get through to make uh, Monday go bye-bye and move on to the rest of the week. But we'll come back in a second. Stay with us. You know that yearly family picnic. The one where everybody shows up to hang outside, enjoy good food, great friends, and plenty of cold beer. And while it might be fun to watch Uncle Joe do a keg stand, MMR's Family Picnic has a kick-ass rock bands providing the entertainment. Shine down. Cause it's about to get heavy. Joan Jett and the Blackhearts. The Struts. And... Essence. Plus, G8 performances from Fozzie, Bad Wolves, The Glorious Sun, and Sirafo. Bud Light presents MMRBQ 2019, Saturday, May 18th, BB&T Pavilion, WMMR.com, for details on $25 lawn tickets. Hit up the rock shop for this year's MMRBQ t-shirt presale. Order now, in time for the show, 93.3 WMMR, everything that rocks. Yeah. I'm having a hard time today. I'm, I'm, I'm seeing the words, and then when they translate from uh, brain to mouth, uh, there's a little there's a little hiccup there. Yeah. Uh, so I'm working on it. I, well, I, I couldn't I tell if you didn't bring it up. Well, no, I've, I've had a lot of flubs. But right. uh, nonetheless, par for the course, it's okay. The Kentucky Derby was uh, over the weekend, by the way. 
I watched it on Saturday. My sister, thankfully, had texted me. She's like, you're watching the Derby? It's uh, it's about to start. Uh, like, okay. yeah. <laughs> <laughs> what? Yeah, like, is there, oh, my God, because you... I, oh, yeah, I totally yeah, yeah, I yeah. forgot about it. Right. And so, uh, so I tuned in uh, just as the jockeys were making their way out of the locker room, getting ready to head to the mound, so it was perfect timing. I do like watching the Derby. My family, my, the bulk of my family comes from Kentucky, so it's a rich history in our family. And uh, I was, uh, while watching the horses as they brought them out, uh, the first one name-wise, because that's how I pick my horses. <laughs> yeah. Cool name. <laughs> yeah. Like, uh-huh. I, my, my stepsister, though, Susan, she knows who sired who. Really? What track they raced on, their home area, their breeding, all of it. She that's knows, hardcore. She knows all of that Does stuff. Does that help? I mean, uh, with the betting, yeah, it's I mean, supposedly. Does, yeah. Right, is she good at it, like the, the betting uh, and stuff like I, that? I don't know if she if she bets that often or not, but uh, but I know that she she knows all the history and the trainers and and all that stuff. So I just pick a name. Me too. And the first one that popped up, I'm like maximum security. I like that. Oh, one. I, I didn't know it was the favorite. Oh man, I had no idea. So my, my wife and I pick you know a horse, and then and then we'd see what ends up happening. I forgot who she had chose, but it uh, it uh, the horse fell back. It was number five. Uh, but anyhow, so we watched the race, and um, Maximum Security wins. Cool, exciting, race is over. I go about my business, I'm doing my dishes, and uh, I'm in the other room, and, and like 10 minutes later, she's like, they still don't have a winner. I'm like, what are you talking about? They already interviewed the jockey and everything. She's like, no, it's under review. Oh, uh, man. There's some kind yeah. of violation. And so then my attention, I'm like, okay, Ooh. I'll come and sit down and watch and see what goes on. And sure enough, they overturned it. Twenty-two minutes. Twenty-two minutes of review of review. Yeah. So every, they, they had everyone lock and hold on to their. I think yeah. the objection yeah, was filed right away. Right? Yeah, it has yeah, to be. Yeah. You, you can't take your ticket until the race is official. You can't take your mm-hmm. ticket and go cash it. Yes. In. So so they they you know the the windows are closed and everything, and then they wait till the official results come in. Now, from what I understand, Preston, it, it turned out that that was actually two guys in a costume. Did I hear that correctly? <laughs> yeah, that's that's what the controversy was. Okay. Oddly enough, they were they could run. They faster ran than horses. faster than horses, which is an amazing thing. No, no but so con- what, what Country happened? House was yeah. the long shot and ended up winning, and that's a First time in the history of this race that this has happened 145 years, and this is the first time it ever happened. And by the way, second longest long shot to ever win the Kentucky Derby, 65 to 1. Uh, country house and it was the last one to be loaded in if i recall correctly really? it came from the complete outside all the way in and ended up winning so steve i from what i understand is and I, you know after watching the review i could see okay yeah it looks like it really happened the um uh, maximum security had the the rail was riding the rail the whole way because it was the lead horse and that's yeah. where it's going to be the shortest distance so you ride right along the rail there and as they were coming out of that last turn uh, he shifted over outside a little bit and essentially cut off the horse that was next to him. And I guess that's not allowed in horse racing. Well, what I, then I, reading it a little bit further, it. it caused a couple of the other jockeys to to step up on the, the saddle, which um, is... He had to pull back. That's right. So that's, that's yeah. wind resistance in a critical part of the race. Yeah. And so a couple of things cascaded. To me, seeing it initially, it didn't seem like that much. Yeah. And then when they explained it further out, there were a couple of issues. It was sort of a ripple effect, and that caused a number of the competitors to have to uh, change yeah. their deal. Now, like you see in regular racing, in, in car racing, a bump here and there doesn't matter. That doesn't matter, really. But here, yeah. it's a much bigger thing. You remember in Seabiscuit, there's a scene where the horse comes over into his area, and yeah, Toby yeah. McGuire's character, after the race, is like, he found me! Yeah, He's just yeah. freaking out. yeah. Over 
the whole thing. Well, it seems like that might be a similar type of thing. You're not supposed to do that. I guess uh, the biggest thing here is that the the horse that fouled him was a horse that won. So I'm sure that this had to have happened before, just not by a winning horse or a winning jockey, right? What, in the, the, in the Kentucky Derby? Yeah, this is the first time ever that the first place winner was disqualified. You're saying if it's happening to, like, 11th and 12th place. Or even yeah, second or third. You, 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 you may not even notice that. But, but however, because this was the horse that was in the lead mm-hmm. that, it, that it caused this issue. So, mm-hmm. uh, you, so by the way, what... what the position of the horse that came in, which was what something house? What was the name of it again? It was country house. Country house. Country house. Okay, mm-hmm. so country house. You know how much was that paying off to anyone who had that in the race? Well, sixty-five to one. But so if you hundred dollar bet, that's uh, sixty-five hundred. Sixty-five hundred yeah. bucks. Yeah. You know, but yeah. I, the the real payouts are in the the you know trifecta, super okay. and stuff. Yeah. Like that. So the, I'm not that familiar with the that owners stuff. themselves. The 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 horse, the 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 trainers, and and every, the owners uh, they made 1.86 million on that. So <laughs> Jesus, a big deal. Yeah, it's nice. And then afterwards, really, where the money is made is on like siring and stuff like that. So even though uh, Maximum Security didn't officially win the race. Gonna make a ton of money off of siring that horse. Was it? it was oh, sure. uh, Maximum Security undefeated uh, up to that point? Yes. Yeah. This would have been its fifth consecutive win mm-hmm. uh, and undefeated. And the jockey, what was interesting, because they interviewed him right after the race, before the controversy started. Yeah. And he was talking to the reporter about um, how when they came around that corner, the horse got spooked. He's a young horse. Yeah. You know, I don't know. It was like a two-year-old or something like yeah. that. Uh, and he was concerned about that. So. I, I don't think it was the jockey's fault. I no, think me the neither. horse just got, you know, a little bit uh, carried away. Anybody in your family ever been to the Kentucky Derby? Oh, yeah. yeah. yeah I, I've never been. That's on my list. Yeah. You know, I'm not a huge, I want to go to a giant sporting event type of thing. I think I probably can skip Daytona, and I don't even know if I ever need to go to a Super Bowl. But I, I'd really like to go to the Kentucky Derby at some point. But what I, I wanted to see if anybody listening has ever had a... Uh, Ever had a, a win taken away from them oh. after they won, whatever it may be, a victory of some sort that was taken away from you after further review or whatever mm-hmm. it may be, or all of a sudden you're disqualified? And Yeah. Yeah. I, I remember somebody had told me one time that they had, it was in a league, bowling league, had, had bowled a 300, and somebody had uh, apparently complained that they... They hadn't waxed the lanes or something like that, and they wow. technically didn't allow them to market a 300 or something. No like, kidding. Yeah, oh, that's BS. Away from, yeah, totally. <laughs> I had I was a diver, right? So you could be disqualified. Deep you're, sea or yeah. competitive? No, no, no. Springboard diver. Okay. And you could be DQ'd for certain things. And there was this guy on my team. I think his name was Sam. And that, I was better. I was a better diver than he was. And uh, on two particular occasions... I didn't have my strongest meat, and one, uh, I... Oh, wait a minute. I thought you meant M-E-A-T. No, 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 okay. no. It's a yeah. diving meat. Okay. Yeah, my, my dong match. wasn't all this. And then, then you got Dairy uh-huh. Queen. I'll call it match. How about that? I, I didn't have a, a particularly strong match, and he... <laughs> I'm not a particularly strong swimmer. He was, he was really, really close to actually beating me, and one time, I had a terrible dive, right? Like, a dive that was worth, like, a two or whatever, yeah. and one guy, so... <laughs> The way you're judged is that you have, like, five judges, right, and they all do their scores, and they, they take out the highest score and the lowest score, and then they keep the, the remaining three scores. And one guy jokingly gave me a nine and a half just because he knew it was going to get, he was gonna get uh, uh, tossed anyway. And because he did that, I, I ended up beating Sam because had he given me, like, a three and a half, 
you know, it, it really would have so he got, the scores. He, got, he was the one who got screwed. So Sam got yeah. screwed out of that, and then there was another time Did where, he contest? Did he contend it? No, I mean, because of the... The score got tossed anyway, oh, so right. it didn't really make a difference. But it did make a difference because I ended up like the, I ended up getting the highest score, which was let's say a four instead of you know what I should have gotten, which was like a three. And it all m- makes sense when you because you 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 take the scores, you multiply them by the degree of difficulty, and that's how you end up with with a total score. And there was another time where I wasn't a good twister when I when when I was diving. And I was doing a full twisting, like, flip or whatever it was. And I twisted one way, and then I untwisted. So I didn't do a full twist, so technically I should have been disqualified. And you won? And I won. All right. And this poor guy, Sam, all he wanted to do was just beat me one time. <laughs> oh, this poor guy. Down. This poor guy. Oh, sorry, Sam. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, but, like, I don't even know how you can do that. I don't even know how you can twist halfway one way and then retwist backward. But I did it. You did it. And I should have been disqualified. Okay. All right. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I was curious if anybody's had that taken away from them. I mean, like this, because they finished the race. This guy believes I have just won the, the Kentucky Derby. This yeah. is it. This yes. is the big dance. And all of a sudden, nope. You know, oh, that point. sucks. Yeah. That all would that suck. money. Oh, my God. Oh, man. Oh, God. I'm going to go to, let me go to Jordan. Hi, Jordan. You're on the air. Good morning. Hey, good morning. Hey, what's up, buddy? Hey, uh, so I had a soccer coach. We were undefeated all season. We used to win games like 8 nothing, 8-1. Eight um, we were in the championship, and we had a free kick. And the ball supposed to make one full rotation before another player can touch it. Okay. Well, it made the rotation, but the refs didn't see it and uh, told us that we weren't. I mean, he called off a goal that we had. Okay. And then we were still winning at this point, 5-2. to two. <sighs> My coach ran on the field and punched the ref in the face. <laughs> oh, he punched wow. the ref in the face? My God. And then uh, there were fights in the stands, so uh, one wife threw coffee in the other wife's face. We had nine cop cars and ambulance, and we had to forfeit the championship. No! So you guys clearly were the dominant team, and you ended up blowing the championship because your coach incited a brawl. Correct. God, oh. that would suck. My God. And uh, so you guys, you were probably going to win the game. You were up 5-2. Yeah. yeah. Oh, yeah. What Mind you, idiot. we were nine at the point. You were it nine? Wasn't like- what? You were You're nine years old. Yes. Oh. Yeah. So, but you've lived with it since then. Oh my God. Yeah, well, yeah. and and the fact that a coach would punch a ref in the face <laughs> over a nine-year-old soccer game—you're gonna die. Oh my God. But in what, his defense, he was he was Italian, so Europeans <laughs> take the game very seriously. They do. True. True. They True. do. That's but that's still no excuse. But what a story for the other team. Yeah, dude. When I was nine, <laughs> this other coach came over and punched a ref in the face, and we ended up winning the championship, even though we were gonna lose. Oh, that's yeah. Funny. And the All other right. team was dancing around like they uh, sure, sure, losers. Legitimately won. So. Yeah. Oh my God. All right. Thanks, Jordan. Appreciate it. Yeah. You got. Have a good one. You too. Uh, I'm going to go next to Joe. Hi, Joe. You're on the air. Good morning. Hey, Gadzooks. Gadzooks. What's up, bud? So, uh, yeah, my daughter's softball team, they were the underdog team throughout the whole season. Yeah. Uh, and uh, when it came down, they, they made it to the playoffs, and they won the playoffs. They won the championship game when they, they were ecstatic. When um, it came to hand out trophies, they got runner-up trophies because they didn't have a winning record. What's throughout this? Throughout the original season. I don't understand. That doesn't make any sense. So the playoff bracket is supposed to be, if you make it into the playoffs, you know, you advance through the playoffs, and then you beat the championship team, you're the champion. Right. Well, they went by the regular season and the amount of wins instead of uh, 
going by winning the championship. Oh, really? So the league went by whoever won the most games during the season is deemed the champion, even though they have a championship game. Yeah, and we didn't know that. Well, that's like, my daughter. That's, was that's still why even have a championship game? Why man? even have a playoff run? Just why that? even that's have a so sport? <laughs> why even that's have children? Why participate? <laughs> that's just ridiculous. We, yeah, we. Uh, it, there was uh, at the. Uh, trophy handout when they did the ceremony and stuff dude, you should have seen all the parents they were flipping wow it how, was crazy how old how i mean what's what's the age bracket here uh it was uh 10s 10, 10 to 12 10 years old yeah i mean because yeah. at a certain point like Some, somebody should have been punched in the face <laughs> did we not learn from the soccer <laughs> oh, yeah, games you're right. right yeah yeah you know yeah, at a certain point, like All you, right. you do. It, it does start Thanks, to matter, yeah. like wins and losses, and then they have playoffs and stuff like that. And that's why, like, when people get like all bent out of shape when there's when there are no playoffs and there are no championships and every game is tied or, or whatever, that to me is is a little bit. Well, it's all like little league sports when you get right super pissed off about stuff and start punching refs. Like, right? <laughs> yeah, you know what? When does that happen with uh, when it's adults? Does mm-hmm. it? It's more the kids yeah. and the coaches. Oh, it, it, it uh, tends to get away parents. from you, but you know. But it, clearly, here, I, I mean, did did, did you, anybody see any footage of the of the uh, the jockey after the title yeah. was taken away from him? Yeah, oh, I did. And, and he, was he storming around? No, no, he wasn't mad. I mean, well, I'm sure he was upset, but but he had reiterated. He's like, the horse got spooked. The horse yeah. got scared. His young horse came around, and the crowd was making so much noise as they came down the stretch. Uh, that it that it kind of freaked him out, and he had said that from the beginning. So, but it was weird having everybody out on the track waiting for so long to figure yeah. out what happened, and then the, the horse that eventually won, his jockey standing there, and he doesn't know if he's going to win or not. And then, and then lo and behold, they become the victors, and that's an odd way to win too. It's, it's sort it's of a, yeah, it's a terrible way to lose, but it's an also an odd way to win. Yeah, I'm going to go to Rich. Hi, Rich, you're on the air. Good morning. Good morning, guys. You rock. Thanks, Rich. What's up, buddy? All right, listen, I was coaching a Little League team a few years back, and uh, 10, 11-year-olds, I guess, 12. Of course. And, uh, our one guy hit the home run over the fence, man. He's the first home run of his life. He's happy as crap, you know? Yeah. So uh, he rounded home, rounded third, going home, and the team comes out in all this excitement. We're going to win the game. and gives him high fives. The coach, you know, the team says it's no good, not a home run, because he was touched before he touched home plate. Uh, because another, one of his fellow teammates – Yep. Touched him as a celebration while like he was rounding, rounding the bases, and that that's before he touched home, and that and before he wow. touched home, that is considered a technicality. What oh. a miserable oh. prick! Home run away, man! Unbelievable. End so, of game. Did it stick? Oh yeah, yeah. I guess it's not who you know. You know, he should have well, been punched no. in the face. Is that a rule? I guess. Uh, well, I guess maybe for your league. That's yeah. Is that? A... Yes, man. I don't know, but that's it's insane. Because you know, well, <laughs> in Major League some... Baseball, you should pay attention to like. Runners passing one another on the base pass, but for ten and eleven year old kids, I think it's all right if a kid gets a high five on the way right. to yeah. home after hitting a home well, run. Also, I mean, they usually get high fives from the first base coach and the yes. third base coach. Yes. But in, I guess in the majors, yeah, yeah, and uh, a little pat on the butt, yeah, that too. Yeah, no, but I'm serious. <laughs> that that's in major league, you right? Yeah. yeah, yeah, that's what he was saying. I got yeah. one more thing to say. Yeah. Uh, you suck, Troutman. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> right, By the way. Fair enough. So All right, there was um, you, it was the uh, USA softball team, I believe, and it might have been in the Olympics where the the one woman hit a home run, out of the park home run, and like missed third. When she was trotting around the bases or something like well, that. And I can see if you don't touch all the bases, right? Yeah, but I don't know how you 
when you're trotting around, like, how do you miss third base? And the uh, the other uh, opposing team, they contested it. So that's how that that ends up happening is like somebody they missed it and they contested it. And so when the next girl was up to bat, they throw it to third. They touch third. Umpire calls her out. And like so that run doesn't count. They ended up losing the game. Wow. Yeah. Yeah. yeah it's it's a, sort of technicality. Technical losing on technicalities or even winning uh, to, to Nick's point. So this, yeah. this the, the winner of the Kentucky Derby, it's still a win, but it's like eh, it's yeah. kind of a win. Well, so same thing like. You're contesting the girl hitting out of the park home run. Why are you contesting it? Because she missed third base. Like I know. You know, you know what I mean? It's funny, Steve, because they, they spoke to the, the jockey of uh, Country Horse, and, and uh, it was right after the decision yeah. was made. And the, the reporter goes, he said something along the lines of, does this feel any different, this victory, you know, that uh, that it came about this way? And, and the jockey's like, I've never felt this before, so I don't know. Uh, you know it just feels I've, good. It's not like I've won it before. Yeah, yeah, yeah. All there is to it, so, you know. And then um, the horse came over and punched him in the face. Let me, <laughs> the other horse? Yeah. Yeah. Maximum security Maximum came security. over and punched him. I'm going to go to Chris. Hi, Chris. You're on the air. Good morning. Hey, what's going on, bud? Yeah, bud. So we were talking about this Kentucky Derby. So championship or a title that was taken away from you after you felt that you won. All right, so... Uh, I guess it may have been, like, when I was 10 or 11 years old, uh, playing Little League Baseball. That seems to be the age range, doesn't it? Yeah. Mm -hmm. We were the absolute worst team in the league. I think we won maybe, like, two games the whole season. But it's a league where every team makes the playoffs. Mm -hmm. So we we ended up winning, like, getting to the championship against the first-place team. Wow. Who we we despised. Yeah. So the championship team, or the championship game is best out of three. So we won. The first two games, but there's a rule stating that every kid has to play at least two innings. Okay. So after it was all said and done, one of the kids' moms came up to the umpire and said, hey, my kid didn't play two innings. So we ended up forfeiting that game. And then the next game, we ended up losing the championship. So the the mom kind of was doing the right thing, just saying... You know, or she, or been she punched was in the face, or she was complaining that her kid didn't get. The yeah, play. I that think that might have been it. And then yeah, they because every everybody pays to play in the league, right? So, you know, she yeah. kind of says like, "I just threw my money away almost." But right, you know, I don't understand why they just did that. Like, your kid was happy. You should have just. You know, <laughs> Shut yeah. up! Given their druthers, I'll give you a C note if you keep your mouth shut. The championship yeah. would have been. He would have been a champion on the championship mm-hmm. team. I, I, Wow. Yep, he would have been a champion, but now oh. he's now he's hated and a loser. <laughs> now he's hated and a loser, wow. and eventually he'll be up on top of a building with a rifle. Wow! Okay. Um, Thanks, Chris. It's like a parent uh, parenthood. Yeah. Uh, so when it, this isn't exactly the same scenario, but when I was playing little league, I was always, believe it or not, the team I ended up on up in New York was the Phillies. Mm-hmm. I was always on the Phillies, and um, we played against the Yankees. In the um, in Little League, we beat the Yankees, and at the trophy ceremony, we were first freaking place. Our trophies were smaller than the Yankees' trophies. What? That's weird. And it turned out that the guy who made the trophies, his son was on the Yankees. Uh, and it was, a, it, was, it was a huge kerfuffle and scandal, Preston. It rocked East Northport. Uh, <laughs> I'm going to go to Marianne. Hi, Marianne. Good morning. Good morning. How are you guys? We're good. What's up with you? So I um, coach CYO track, and a number of years ago, I was coaching the Penn Relay team. Junior girls, I'll stick with the age range, 11 to 12 or whatever they were. <laughs> All right, here we go and, again. I know, and which really sucks for those kids. 
Um, so, so the girls it, with CYO track, they get a chance to run at Penn Relays, and they have a qualifying night a few nights before the actual, you know, real Penn Relays. So the top nine of, say, 100 and some teams get to go back. So my girls got the number one qualifying team that night, uh, qualifying uh, time that night, but they got DQ'd for getting the baton out of the exchange zone, which I still say was like a really iffy call, like, you know, from where I could see. But they disqualified them, and we didn't get to go back on Friday. And our our qualifying time still beat the actual winning time on Friday. Oh man! Yeah, but if they if they faulted, you know, I mean, that's that's the rule. You got to you got to hand that baton off before you get to the line. Yeah, but they, you know, they they if they they fairly if they didn't fault is from what I, from what they, you're saying they didn't fault. That's what all of the, the you know, of course, it was our parents that were saying. <laughs> all the parents okay. on our team seem to suggest they didn't fall. Uh-huh. Yeah. It was, it was a very subjective call. I okay. Did she throw it to the next runner? <laughs> Go Hair! Go along. Hail Mary! <laughs> Right. Two years later, and one. So. No, but it's still, okay. it's still, right. it's still. Thanks, it's still bo- Remember that what was it the little league, uh, the the uh, the championships, and they found out that the quote unquote fourteen year old pitcher of one team was actually thirty eight and had yes. nine kids <laughs> in Honduras. Uh-huh. Uh-huh. I'm, uh huh. Trying to find a, a few different specific examples, but <clears throat> it happens in golf fairly frequently where uh, somebody will fill out a rules card. Uh, oh man, incorrectly. <laughs> and, can that, can that completely in, f you up? Well, they'll get into the clubhouse and have stuff taken away, and then you guys remember. And I was trying to find the exact one but you remember there was two or three years ago um somebody who's watching on tv saw a ball was dropped uh illegally and then they got to the clubhouse yes. and that was taken away yep yep uh steve yeah it's it's a very firm rule in in golf the um the golfer themselves have to keep their own score and then at the end they go no, no one else can just the, the, the yeah, player yeah. okay yeah well you are required to fill out that that your uh, your scorecard and at the end, once you sign it, if there are any discrepancies on that, you're disqualified. You're out. And it has happened. People have lost full-on championships because they wrote down the wrong number, they filled out, and then they signed it. Boom. And I it think that's not done. just penalized. Yeah. Disqualified. Yeah, disqualified. Yeah. I, I wow. think that is a silly rule. I, I know it's a tradition. Yeah. Tradition. 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 And it goes back to a long, long, long time ago when they didn't have the technology that they have right, today. Right, right. But uh, everybody knows what you've done. Ev- yeah. Right? Yes. I mean, everybody knows what your score is so you're not, because of the coverage. You're not really. I mean, at this point, if you're doing it, it was a simple mistake. Yeah. There's no way you're trying to do it to, to actually beat the system. Okay. Dustin, Dustin Johnson lost the U.S. Open at Pebble Beach because oh. he didn't do it correctly. And he's yeah. supposed to go to a three-way playoff uh, hole. This was the one that I was thinking of. And it was supposed to be him and Bubba Watson and Martin Kamer. And they, he was not allowed to participate in the playoffs because he didn't do that correctly. Wow. Okay. Uh, yeah. And that's a big loss, man. It's U.S. Open. Uh, I'm going to go to Nick real quick. We're talking about uh, the Kentucky Derby. Country House ended up... Deemed the winner because maximum security had a uh, a violation. It was found after the race was over. Everybody thought that uh, that he had won, including the owners and the jockey. So, what was taken away from you? I'm going to go to Nick. Hi, Nick. You're on the air. Good morning. Hey, what's up, guys? Gadzooks. Gadzooks, man. What's up? So it was a state. It was <clears throat> wrestling for the state tournament in New Jersey. Ooh, big deal. I was yes. Yeah, I was beating the crap out of this kid. I was up by like five points. So I brought him down to the mat. And the and the kid kind of flopped and fished out and like made it look like. Did you guys know what a slam is? 
Like, yeah. Bring a guy down too hard. Well, they called me for a slam. Like, the kid, like, I dropped him. The kid he looked up and then fell and made it look like he was, like, knocked out and they disqualified me. And I ended up taking sixth place. So let me ask you something here, uh, Nick. In, in these in these cases, I think that's one of the hardest things you know, to call a, a, a pin when the, when the you know the the the, uh, the ref has to get right down. It seems to me there's all sorts of opportunities to screw yeah. with the call and to do things like this kid did. And, and I mean, is that is that just understood that there are a lot of ways to screw around with how you're perceived and whether you've actually pinned the guy or not, or whether you're oh. pinned? Well, if it's not even the part that's getting pinned. Is I mean, we weren't in a pinning situation, right? If, if you put, if you bring a guy like down too hard on his head. It's like called a slam, and they disqualify you for mm-hmm. it. Yeah. So like, I brought the kid down. I mean, I brought him down pretty hard, but like, he looked up, looked at his coach, and then like laid there like he was like knocked out, almost like sweep the leg, Johnny. Uh-huh. Yeah. No. <laughs> that no, sucks. Like- Yo, I watched the kid in my my son's last wrestling match ever. I, it is a hard Thanks, sport Nick. to watch. This kid punched my son in the face two different times what? in between rounds. Nobody was watching. Wait, in between rounds? Yeah, at so, the concession stand. <laughs> I was like, dude, he just wants a, a, a pretzel. A, that's all he wants. No, so, so the you know, it's like a three one-minute rounds or three two-minute rounds. I can't remember the time. But uh, so when the round's over, you stand up and then you you, you start the next round. So yeah. after the first round, I guess the the referee looks to the scorer's table to, yeah. you know, hey, you know, two point, whatever. So when he did that, the kid punched my son in the face, and I was like, <laughs> "Now, did, okay, there yeah. are." I've been to wrestling matches before, youth wrestling matches. Yeah, there's hundreds of people in the, in oh, the yeah. gym at the time. Oh yeah, and nobody else saw it. I, I, everybody else saw it. The okay. ref didn't see it, and then I like I actually said something to the coach, his coach, about yeah. it afterwards because I was like, "Yo, dude, like," yeah. because he didn't say anything to the kid, so the kid was never reprimanded. And I was like, "Okay," and then it went to the. After the second round, the kid did the same thing as they're standing up. He like it was more like a <coughs> excuse me as I choke on my own spit. Um, he uh, it was more of like a push punch, but still it was to the face and it was totally illegal. And I, I was like, "What? How did you not see this two times in a row?" Yeah. And then, coach, how are you not reprimanding this kid? I mean, the kid was mean. I was like, he was a good wrestler. Like you know what I mean? Like totally had an edge to him. I really, I, I enjoyed that. Sort of well, a little bit. You but, should punch people too, son. But it should have been at least uh, like a, a point. Uh, well, to Preston's point, yeah. Uh, the cameras were people recording. There's no one had. Any... There's nothing you could do, dude. This is freaking nine-year-old kids wrestling or whatever, you know. So you, there's not much you can you, do. But I did say something to the coach. I go, "What? What are you teaching your kids?" You got to imagine that these coaches hear it constantly from people, so their their natural inclination is going to be, "Yeah, yeah, yeah." Well, well he, you know, he he did. He dismissed. He goes, "You know, attention. You know, people get heated." And I go, "I know, but you're supposed to say." something when you're when your kid is punching other people in the face in between rounds you need to take him aside and go dude you can't we can't have that like because wrestling is supposed to be this honorable sport yeah you know? right, right you shake hands you shake the coach's hands you punch, the him, in the hand, you punch him in the face in between rounds when nobody's looking <laughs> yeah listen i know you're on the radio but this is the real world how yeah. did he respond to that when you said you need to you need to talk to this kid I don't Defensive. even remember. Yeah, well, a little bit, but not like uh, I don't need to do anything. <laughs> <laughs> Why don't you and I go for a round? <laughs> Let me go to uh, Troy talking about wrestling. Hi, Troy. Good morning. Big brown Guatemalan nipple. Yeah, love them. 
What's up, bud? <laughs> a few year, a few years back, my uh, son was wrestling in, in uh, junior high or middle school, and he it was his second year wrestling, and uh, he got all the way to the championship. And in the third third round, he lost, and he lost by like two points. And everybody's like clapping for the champion, all this stuff. Everybody's screaming, carrying on. All of a sudden, the the uh, judges call the umpire over. He goes over to the table, comes back. Tells him that my son got some kind of back point somehow and beat the kid by a point, and the crowd goes totally quiet. And I scream. <laughs> <laughs> so this is like this is like the winner of the Kentucky Derby here. Oh, it was all said and done. Everybody's celebrating, and then all of a sudden, wait a minute, and they hand it over to you. Wow. Yeah, it was crazy. I, like, I, I, I didn't really know that much about wrestling, but when he won, I sure was happy about it. <laughs> That's it. It's very subjective. Yeah. I I yeah. think like Thanks, anything Troy. we have to rely on judges, like boxing. you know, like 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 yeah, boxing, MMA yeah. Or, uh, but essentially, all sports have judges. All of them. You know, you have referees, umpires. You know, the, there's always somebody there judging swimming. something. And, True, and you but... hear time and time again, don't leave it in the hands of the referees. Don't leave it in the hands of the judges. Yeah. Don't leave it in the hands of the umpires. If you go in there and and you do what you need to do, then then all of that other stuff shouldn't matter. What, whether you win or lose? Right. It's how you play the game. It's how you play the game. Yeah, I mean, you know, it's but it's hard to walk away with that when you feel that you really did. Uh-huh. You 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 bested your opponent and you have not been rewarded. For That's it. why nothing says I won like a knockout. Right. You know? Yeah. There's yeah. no room for, uh, you know, and. Huh. You, I, right? I wonder if anybody's Even in ever... chess. <laughs> right. Bam! <laughs> No, I just wonder if there's ever been like a knockout that's been you know, you've been DQ'd because of. I'm sure there've well, been dirty sure. knockouts. Oh, most mm-hmm. definitely. Yeah. There, you know, there's histories of, of putting stuff in boxing gloves and and things like that that are like horseshoes, like, like Bugs Bunny did. Yeah, yeah. yeah. No, I remember there was one guy who who won several uh, big fights, and and they the the word was he was putting plaster inside of his boxing glove. <laughs> And it's still a controversy to this day. And it, um, and they, you know they they tape those up and sign the uh, the referees. I think it's the referees that sign the the, the tape that goes around the, uh, uh-huh. the boxers to make sure that nobody breaks it. And Don't gets they in there. gouge with the thumbs too? They can. Yeah, yeah. They can do stuff. And like also that. put like um, stuff to make the eyes water on the. Remember, uh, uh, Mick? Oh, Mickey was talking about the yeah. guy who put a nail in there. You put a nail. I like my guy. Every time you <laughs> get punched me about foot. Well, would he punch you like a quarter of a million times? Because you are <laughs> ugly. <laughs> I mean, you look like a creature from hell. But you look like uh, the uh, intern. Horrible. What did he run over your face in a car? Yeah. Connor Easy. just pro- uh, brought up a video. Uh, all right, so this is what I'm talking about. There was a guy who legit got knocked out. He got DQ'd afterwards because he jumped on him and then did a front flip off of his back. Uh, just, so yeah. he had legit knocked this guy out. Yeah, so he and- got the classy. <laughs> Yeah, steps jumps on him and, and yes. used him as a springboard. Yeah, I mean wow. it's a good move. Can yeah. you? Can if you knock someone out, can you piss on them when they're down on the ground? No. Sure. Yeah. No, yeah, you can. You can. Yeah, you can. You know what? I haven't read the bylaws. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah, yeah. Follow up on the rules. All here, right. Um, Preston, I'll be done pooping in just a second. <laughs> Hang on. This is my victory poop. Uh, you mentioned uh, you mentioned Sea Biscuit, and um, I, I love that movie. Yeah. In the book Sea Biscuit, which I've read as well, they really go into a lot of the cheating and the oh, ways man. that the jockeys would look for every advantage possible, anything, anything that they could do, and and the lengths to which they would go to cut weight. You know, it's just. 
I mean, it's a brutal sport now, but in the 20s and, and teens and 30s when the, when the book was uh, set and yeah. the, these historical events happened. And it meant the world. It, I mean, it's still oh huge, God. but, um, yeah, I mean, stuff like, uh, you know, the bulimia and all that stuff. Absolutely. Yeah. Hey, man, I have, I have a couple stories. There's Here's a few mm-hmm. more of uh, hitting a home run and being disqualified because of contact with someone before you what? talk to the plate. Yeah, I'm going to go to Alex. Alex, you're on the air. Good morning. Hi. Hi, what's up, Alex? Oh, my God, I'm so excited. I've listened to you guys forever and oh. never gotten through. Well, welcome. We're happy to have you. Thanks. Um, so my husband helps to coach my son's Little League team. And last year, uh, a kid hit a legit over-the-fence home run. Wow. And as he's rounding third, my husband gave him a high five. And um, everybody's celebrating. It was awesome. And the umpire like silenced everyone and then said, no way. Like, you know, you high fived him when he came around third base and took the home run away from the kid. Yeah. We just, um, we, we had a similar call just a little while ago and you, you can only do that after they touch home. So that's, that, that is spelled out in, in the little league rule book. I would, love to, I would love to see where that is a and B. How why? can that possibly, what is the purpose of that? Since the, the actual yeah. home run has already been executed. Yeah. I could see yeah. if you do not touch the bases. Right. That is obviously yeah. something mm-hmm. you absolutely need to do. You have to hit all the bases. But a simple sign of way to go. Way to go. Yeah. I mean, the ball's out of play when it's hit over that fence. So, yeah. like, yeah. what you can't change the outcome of that. It's out. It's over the yeah. fence. Yeah, exactly. And if you've ever watched the Little League World Series, every coach High fives their kid as they come around third base. So yeah, yeah. It's, I guess it's, it's and they ended up losing the game by one run. There oh, you go. Man. It's a crap. Yeah. I would have right. punched someone in the face. Thanks for the call, Alex. Yeah, I hit a home run over center field fence, and I was so excited. I was booking around the bases, and my first base coach stopped me. He's like, "This is I, football." No. <laughs> <laughs> You're playing he, the no, wrong sport. But he literally like <laughs> went and grabbed me and said, "Like, no, go enjoy this. Like, jog around the bases." I was, yeah. you know. And he could have disqualified. Why wasn't me? that disqualified? Because I, maybe my umpire is not a psychopath, like or that. maybe it was a different league. But you remember Mark McGuire when he broke the home run record? He almost forgot to touch first base. Yeah. Oh my god. And he, he just walked right by it. I'm going to go to Tom. Hi, Tom. Good morning. Good morning, guys. Hey, what's up, buddy? Hey. So I was actually in a little league situation. I remember I was probably like seven or eight years old, and we had. You know, somebody hit a home run over the fence, and the entire team came out along, like, the third baseline to celebrate and, you know, gave the guy a pat on the back, high five, and the umpire called, you know, called it an out, took the run away from us, and it ended up costing us the game. How about that? There's another one. It's a third story. We've had same thing. I had no idea that rule existed. My kids played Little League. Never heard that one before. Uh, yeah, well, this I is an eye-opener. upon the league, right? I had no idea that it existed until that point. Oh, no kidding. So at least you guys should have been aware of that. Wow. All right. Thanks, Tom. Yeah, how about a warning or something? Yeah. Well, know? so I'm finding lots of controversy online of people writing about this, people asking where is the official rule written down, and it's not. And they're saying it's kind of like up to the umpire. And, and a lot of parents mm. are saying this is it's not a real rule, and umpires are saying it is a rule. Well, if it's... I guess it's got to be per league, and if it is... and, and, and and ump couldn't call that unless no, it was a rule. It would have to be posted or somewhere. It would have to be that information would be available and made known to everyone participating. You can't just during the game go, "Oh, by the way, I'm one of the umpires that doesn't like this." Yeah, and so it doesn't count. Yeah, 
Uh, I'm going to go to Chris. Same thing. Chris, you're on the air. Good morning. What's up, bitches? Hey, man. How you doing, bitch? <laughs> What's the story, bud? Uh, so, to Steve, what you said, I don't know where it's written down or if it is, but when I was in Little League, we made it pretty far into the All-Stars. We were playing teams from all over the county, all that stuff. Our coaches harped upon the fact that if you hit a home run, do not touch my hand when you round third. And the explanation they would give is because, let's say someone did not hit a home run over the fence and then a player was rounding third, the coach could grab their hand, pull them forward, and get them home faster. Give them oh, a boost. okay. Like an, uh, like an unwritten rule, I guess you could say. And some, I've also been in games where a kid had hit a home run, high-fived the coach at third base, not a word was said. And maybe it is circumstantial based upon the umpire if he wants to be a hmm. D-bag about it or whatever. You know? No, I think I think you're right, Chris, because yeah. I remember it was also a rule that the, the coach could not meet the runner at third base and drive him home in a golf cart. Right. Uh-huh. That is a- <laughs> yeah. You know what? Maybe maybe it stems. Thanks for your call. Maybe it stems from that what Chris just said, and uh, and you think, well, the ball went over the fence. Yeah. Then it's what's the point? But maybe you know you're supposed to run out the hit no matter what. You so, have to, yeah. So maybe they're thinking you're you're running with all your might. You don't know if it went over the fence or not. And if you do reach out and you get that, you know, the the contact from the coach. He might be helping you along. I don't know. It could be what? something as stupid as that. What if the ball goes way over the fence, but a strong wind brings it right back over? Mm. It could happen. It could happen. Uh, and the there's cartoons. a tornado in the parking lot. To me, it sounds like... A dust like devil. A dust devil. And then, then toads start raining down on the field. Right? <laughs> it sounds like the, maybe the umpires are kind of idiots. You know, I like... think I think it sort of sits there. You know, like these rules that, that occasionally they, they sort of keep them, you know, one level below yeah. obvious so that they can pull them out in just such a situation. But I think there has to be some sort of uniformity to something like this yeah. that could potentially blow a game for somebody. Yeah, but I think, you know, I'm not saying all umpires are idiots. No, 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 no. I'm just saying you, the you ones just that... Said most of them are. No, I'm just saying the ones that are disqualifying out-of-the-park home runs for this very yeah. reason, that they're interpreting the, the rules a little bit differently or a little bit more harshly. I don't know. What does it say in the Bible? If that's the rule, that's the rule. But though, apparently you know I mean? it's, it's so gray... It's some, you know, the people I don't that... Know. Yeah, I don't know. Either. It has to be degrade. <laughs> it might be per league, you know? So and, and No, no, it can't be per league. There, there are just... There, there are, like, universal rules. Are there not? That, like, yeah, two objects then... cannot occupy the same... Like, physics, right? Yeah. The same thing. I mean, you, an it, object in motion remains in motion unless mm. acted upon by an outside force. Exactly. Yeah, it's just a lot like yeah, that. Yeah, the phone always rings when you're in the shower. Right, that too. <laughs> yeah. You know, this is Newton's fourth law. <laughs> but, when uh, they invent phones, they will always ring. Right. No, I would imagine there there are unique rules per, uh, in certain leagues, you know, about celebrations and things like that. Cutest, cutest team gets a run automatically. <laughs> no, because there's like USA baseball, right? Okay, so well, like so USA. So I don't I, I don't know. Like so my son, you know, he plays baseball and then last year they changed the rule all across America about the types of bats that you're allowed to use and not allowed to use and there are know. universal rules and then there are rules that apply to individual leagues and um the, like for example ground rules, you know, so uh, certain right. leagues, certain stadiums have uh, walls that are higher than others. If you if you play a game, if the um, uh, the Tampa Bay light or Tampa Bay um, Rays come to mind, if you hit a ball off of certain rafters at the, in, this is the major leagues. 
uh, it's a ground rule double. If you hit it off of other rafters, it's a foul ball. Really? Because of the complexion of each of each because uh, the, stadium, right? Because, well, and, and in Tampa Bay, it's a dome, and the, they didn't build the freaking dome high enough. So there are <laughs> balls that go off the ceiling, and sometimes it's a ground rule double. But then, Steve, I mean, like your joke about the wind blowing it back, yeah. it's, it's a funny one. But in Tampa Bay, if it bounces in one direction, it can be a home run. If it bounces in another direction, it can Man. be a ground rule double. And if it bounces in a third direction off a different rafter, it's a foul ball. Yeah, go, I've, go I've, to, I've told you guys, like, like golf has bizarre rules. And, and it, like, if, if an animal comes out and take your ball, yeah. it depends on if it was a dog or a different type <laughs> yeah. of animal. I kid you not, that stuff is written into the rules. Oh, I know, because when I did, I did a re, I researched a whole bunch of golf rules. I think yeah. you, I, you were playing against uh, maybe Steve Renazizi or something, yeah, yeah. golf trivia. Yeah. Kicked his ass. The, yes, the, the absurdity of of these rules. But I guess at some point somewhere on the highlands of Scotland or something, you know, a a, a groundhog came out and ate mm-hmm. a ball. Mm-hmm. And they had to decide what to do with it. Yeah. So, But anyhow, there's some funky rules out there. And sometimes they're used to take away what you felt was your championship moment. Yep, and it certainly happened uh, to maximum security at the Derby on Saturday. First time in the 145-year... They killed the horse afterwards, by the way. You bastard. Uh, no, the first time in the 145-year history of the race. So, Country House is the winner of the Kentucky Derby. And neither of those horses uh, have... I'm sorry, neither of those horses have committed to uh, the Preakness. So, oh, really? Yeah, so Country House and Maximum oh. Security. Neither, neither one has said we're going to race in the next uh, Triple Crown race. Well, they will. Yeah, I mean, probably. definitely will because it's going to take a run at the, uh, the well, Triple Crown. It's yeah. going to be very unexciting. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> you don't have that going for you. All right, thanks for your calls. We appreciate it. We're going to take a quick break. When we come back, I have collected some stories over the weekend that I want to share with you in the form of the Bizarre File. Yeah. That is next. Stay with us. Get social with Preston and Steve and WMMR. Facebook, Twitter, you know, the usual places. Diamond jewelry doesn't have to be expensive. Have fun buying jewelry for someone you love and don't hate the price you pay. Feel the difference online at IHateStevenSinger.com with free shipping. Buy real diamonds from a real jeweler. Steven Singer Jewelers. Back with more of the Preston and Steve Show podcast. Thanks, Chris. Let's get to the Bizarre File. Now, WMMR presents Kristen and Steve's Bizarre Bizarre File. All right, let's dive into it. It's brought to you by Mulch Works of Aston, PA, offering mulch, topsoil, compost, decorative, and crushed stone, grass seeds, straw, and more. Mulch Works delivers to residential and commercial markets. Visit them online, mulchthis.com, or you can stop by in person to meet their friendly staff. Uh, so this is wild visitor to Hawaii Volcanoes National Park. Climbed past the metal railing. Oh, oh boy. Lost his footing and fell into the Kilauea Volcano Caldera. Oh, my God. Uh-huh. Uh, this happened on Wednesday evening. Authorities got a call that a man had fallen into the caldera, which is the crater formed by previous volcanic activity. I bet he feels stupid now. Uh, he was with a group, which is why the call came in instantly. Park officials immediately launched a search and rescue operation around 9 p.m. They located the man. He was alive, but seriously oh, wow. injured. Miraculous. <laughs> Perched on a narrow ledge 70 feet from the cliff edge. That was a mistake. Officials began a rescue operation, including the use of a rope system to extract the man from the ledge, and he was rescued in about an hour. So other people risked their lives to go save this guy's life. Yeah. Uh, he was airlifted to Hilo Medical Center, where he was treated for his injuries. He will probably face some charges because of that. He went past the railings. Those fences are there yeah. for a reason. Exactly. Don't go past them. Mm-hmm. Unless uh, you're taking a selfie. 
Two Florida lovebirds are facing criminal charges after they were caught having sex Monday night on the sidewalk right in front of police headquarters in Key West, Florida. Wow, that's romantic. Uh, Cops say that Gary Hill and Crystal Francis had shared a pint of vodka before they began trysting in public. That's just right here, Uh, like we did last summer. That's Uh, Again? Yeah. Yeah. Uh, So, cops had uh, learned about the coupling around 9 p.m. from a female passerby who reported the duo was poised to have sex in front of headquarters. And, yeah, here we go. When a uh, patrolman... Uh, when, when they uh, went outside to investigate, he spotted the 46-year-old Hill with his pants down, having sex with Francis, who was not wearing pants or underwear. God, I bet that looked super hot. Uh, the <laughs> couple uh, lying down on the sidewalk was, quote, actively engaging in sexual intercourse, police charge. Hill explained when confronted by the officer, I'm horny. Oh, she was giving it up to me right then and there. Uh, that's what he had to say. You know, it favors the bold. Uh, Hill would also chalk up the illicit encounter as a, quote, Key West moment. Yeah. This Uh, one's going in my scrapbook. Hill was arrested for indecent exposure and booked into the county jail on the misdemeanor charge. Hold on to the sewer grate and I'll take you from behind. Hill, whose address is listed as the streets of Key West in Mm. jail records, is locked up on $7,500 bond and scheduled for arraignment. Your life choices have not gone well if your address is the streets of Key West. Uh, Francis was not arrested at the scene since she was severely intoxicated and was taken to a hospital for treatment, but an arrest warrant is likely in her future. Francis. Does it say if they're going to stay together or not? You know what? That's still up in Maybe. the air. I'm not really sure. <laughs> uh, in Houston, the Harris County District Attorney's Office will determine whether a sheriff's deputy should be charged with a crime Uh, For knocking a man to the ground after encouraging the man to slap him. (laughs) This is dumb. Go ahead, slap me. Yeah, listen to this. I dare you. So the deputy involved did not have his body camera on at the time. News obtained video that uh, recorded, it was recorded on another deputy's (laughs) body camera. The incident happened outside of an IHOP. Uh, deputies were there for a disturbance. Well, one, tensions always run high when there's pancakes involved. uh, One deputy became engaged with a 61 year old man. And apparently was saying to the man, and they have this on video, (laughs) get it off your chest, slap the S out of me, and get it off your chest. I'm giving you permission to slap the S out of me (laughs) and get it off your chest and see what happens. Uh, The man slapped him. Yeah. He told him to. And the deputy knocked the dude on the ground. He slapped him harder and knocked him on the ground. Uh, they're not identifying the deputy or the, or the man because no one is charged with the crime yet. And right, he, he didn't hear the part about and then see what happens. And then the deputy says, well, it doesn't matter. No, it's, no, it's by yeah. law. You're yeah. totally fine. Uh, the deputy says, uh, get up. That was stupid. That was effing stupid. Uh, the man was handcuffed, taken to jail, and charged with interfering with duties of a public servant. The next day, the charge was dismissed. Uh, magistrate found no probable causes. Essentially, the, the cop was baiting him to do it. Uh, the deputy has been on active duty ever since and has faced no disciplinary action as of yet. Uh, here's a follow-up story. Uh, you remember this. An iguana was injured when a man pulled the lizard from under his shirt and threw it at an Ohio restaurant manager. Uh, remains in protective custody at a humane society that is awaiting court permission to provide medical treatment. The turquoise female iguana that police named Cooper, or no, I'm sorry, Copper, uh, has a broken leg. 
uh, metabolic bone disease and other ailments. Mm. The animal needs surgery that will cost about 1600 bucks. Oh. Wow. Uh, but that can't happen until a judge gives approval because the Humane Society is not its owner. The Humane Society is keeping, or I'm sorry, seeking a tax-deductible donation uh, to pay for the surgery. Uh, Copper is receiving basic care for now to make the lizard as comfortable as possible. The iguana's 49-year-old owner has been charged with cruelty to animals and disorderly conduct, both misdemeanor charges. The man threw a menu at a waitress at a Perkins, and when a manager intervened, the man removed the iguana from beneath the shirt, swung it around, and threw it at him. And I guess it seemed like the thing to do at the time. <laughs> so he injured the iguana, and now it's going to cost $1,600, and the Humane Society is trying to raise the money to save him. Did he have a concealed carry for the iguana? You know what? They didn't indicate that, mm. and uh, maybe that's something his lawyer needs to work uh, on. I would look into it. And there you go. That's what I have for you in the bizarre file for now. Okay, for mom, how about we set you up with this? A gift card for a free massage or facial. This Mother's Day, you can make mom glow with a gift card to Hand and Sew Massage and Facial Spa. Buy a Mother's Day spa package and get a free massage or facial gift card to use as a gift for yourself. You can visit handandstone.com for the details. We'll take caller number 16 at 215-263-WMMR. And we'll see if we can uh, set you up with that. Looks really weird outside. It right really now. does. So it's it's dark and cloudy for half the sky and sunny right in front of us. Yeah. So we've got a break in the clouds, and then there's really ominous looking clouds on the other side, which gives it this really weird appearance. But I'm not supposed to be supposed to be. Don't be as scared. It's supposed to be breaking up, and we're supposed to get two partly cloudy skies and 73 degrees. So it's going to be nice. It'll get there. It's okay, Steve. We'll be all right. Well, I'm still a little scared. Be scared. Uh, it's National Hoagie Day too, so that's a good thing. We'll take a break, and we'll come back in just a moment. Make sure that you stay with us. What's new? Glad you asked. Muse. Disturbed. The Raconteurs. New music. More of everything that rocks. I'm 93.3 WNMR. I got a couple of shout-outs if you guys don't mind. Oh, sure. Uh, this one says, hey, so we get a birthday. Shout-out to my youngest son, Bryce Allen, who's going to be celebrating his 17th birthday, May 15th. Uh, junior at Norristown Area High School. Worked extremely hard in and out of the classroom. Earning student of the month back in March. Uh, and a member of the football team. Stays until 6 o'clock after school, four days a week to work out and get ready for the upcoming season. Bryce also remains very active with our church and our community service project. What a bright young man. That's Unbelievable. Like. Says he deserves a big, juicy shout out, and that's from, uh, let's see, Brian Allen, who's checking in. So here you go. A shout out for your birthday. Uh, here is another one, and then Casey has one. Uh, says, uh, hey, bitches. My name is Nelson. I've been listening to and podcasting (laughs) your show every day for the past several years, and I love all of you for making me laugh and help get me through many mornings and uh, days of traveling. I want to ask you for a loud, wet, and potentially underwear-ruining shirt out for my nephew, who will be three years old June 18th, but it says any time in 2019 would be fantastic. My sister Sarah, um, Theo's mom, Theo, uh, introduced me to your show while she was a vet student at uh, UPenn, and I love her for it. Uh, both of them would be just blown away to hear a shout-out for him while they were podcasting the show that might be so happy that Theo would break out into his tornado dance that he made up for the Oh My God Tornado sound clip. Hmm. So he's got a tornado dance. Well, I like that. 
Uh, thanks, everybody. Keep everybody's, uh, making everybody's day uh, better by being yourselves. Love, Uncle Nelson. I am the god of hellfire. So here you go. Shard out. And then one more from Casey. Okay, so uh, Nick and I were at the Dover International Speedway yesterday. What we a race. There. Yeah. Uh, unfortunately, uh, the rain got in the way and, and the race didn't get off uh, at all yesterday. And it's going to happen today. But that doesn't mean that we didn't hang out with the uh, listeners of the show in our suite. And so I want to say thank you to uh, you know all the people at Dover International Speedway. I want to say hello and thank you to uh, Joe and Deanna Principe as well as uh, Chris Grant, who are all from uh, Autism Delaware. But this specific shout-out goes to Steve, Jen, Dominic, and Jacob, a.k.a. Frankenstein, last name Schmidt. Uh, I want to give a shout out because these two little kids, they uh, do midget racing, uh, mm-hmm. like the go-kart midget racing. Ooh. And they were... Oh, they, don't, they don't race doors. N- they don't. Okay. I think that would be illegal yeah, at be, this yeah, point. Okay. Um, but uh, the name of their team, because their last name is Schmidt, uh, the name of their racing team is Holy Schmidt Racing. Uh-huh. Uh-huh. Yep, nice. Yeah, so I want to give all of those guys a shout out and... I apologize, Jacob, who, a.k.a. is Frankenstein, he corrected me last week or two weeks ago. I had uh, said Clint Bauer. His name is Clinton Boyer, uh, Boyer. NASCAR racer. Shut up. Okay. <laughs> Here's your chart out. By the way, speaking of those, uh, the, the, the go-kart racing. Yeah. I mean, the the really tiny ones. Mm-hmm. I have a friend who had a, a race, uh, he has a car, and he had a, a race team and the whole deal. And he has a couple of these go-karts. And when I was seeing his race car, I'm like, oh, you got the go-karts here. He, has, he goes, yeah, those things can do. 75 miles an Whoa. hour. So, are, like, when we had our Granny Grand Prix, are they the same style? Or are they small? No, no, they're, they're different. They have roll cages and everything, right? Oh. No, they didn't have a roll cage on it, no. Okay. But, um, but they were that size, and they could do 70. Can you imagine being in something that small? That low to the ground? Going 75 miles no, an hour. Wow. I can't no. imagine that. When, I, when I've uh, been over at... Uh, Say Arnold's, yeah. and and I've been on the track alone before, and they open it up a little because they have control over those cars are electric. They have they have control, and they can. And I've let them bump it up, and I think the fastest maybe forty miles an hour that I've got, and that felt like I was going a hundred miles an hour. <laughs> it's nuts, man. They can really get those things moving. By the way, it was fun just looking at the track yesterday. Oh my god! It's honestly like to look out those windows and see nothing going on was uh, majestic. I'm yeah. sorry, and mind was... you, it is a, it is a cool track it when is. there oh, are cars on it. Right, right. They, they, they driving even, competitively. They did uh, the intros of the drivers. They didn't even ever get the drivers' cars out onto the track. No. At all. So it just I mean, they were hoping up. against hope yeah, that it, they would be able to you know that the rain would stop at a certain point and they'd be able to get the dryers out there. And they need an hour to dry the yeah, track, so they right. needed. A window of at least an hour in order to just dry the track and then get the cars out and then maybe get some laps in. So they that kept trying, yeah. Uh, but they they rescheduled it for today, and so um, I, I honestly just wish for our listeners' sake that they had rescheduled it earlier in the day. But so it goes. Oh, well, it's going to be a good day. Should yeah. be nice. Yeah. yeah. So we'll see how that works out for him. Hey, I have a um, uh, an email. It's a follow up on um, something we had talked about last week. Uh, <laughs> this is from uh, Lisa D, who checked in. And it's about olive oil byproduct. Oh, right. I think, yes. I think you had asked, what what do they use? Or was it you? Right. What, what do they do with the olives after they squeeze the oil After they squeeze all the oil out of it, what do they do with the olives? And uh, Lisa said, I heard your podcast from May 1st and you were discussing olive oil. I work for an olive oil importer. Ah. Our olive oil producer in Italy uses the waste olive meat in bruschettas. Oh, I love bruschettas. And the olive pits are ground up and used for fuel for the manufacturing process. And apparently, she says, nothing ever gets wasted from that. I was wrong. I had assumed they were used in marbles. 
That's correct. Yeah, but for some reason, it made no no sense. But that, yeah. that's cool. Well, I I love that, yeah. and I love bruschetta. I do too. So that's what they use that for. Just thought I'd let you know. About well, we need to know. We we impart sometimes some. I know it's hard to believe, but occasionally inaccurate information is imparted <laughs> yeah. on the show. Mm-hmm. I'm not like a big fan of tomatoes at all. But man, do I love bruschetta! Mm-hmm. I don't know why that is. That should be your the yeah. name of your autobiography. <laughs> <laughs> well, I don't like uh, olives, but I like olive oil. Okay. You okay. Know? All right. I don't like sweet potatoes, but I like sweet potato fries. Okay. My little brother hates mayonnaise and fish. Loves tuna fish and mayonnaise. <laughs> <laughs> Unbelievable. Okay. Now that's weird. That's weird, right? Yeah. Okay. Okay. He, he hates both mayonnaise and, and fish. fish, but tuna salad. Yeah. He's on board. L- loves it. Wow. Okay. I love grapes, despise raisins. Okay. Don't love Costello and Abbott, but I love Abbott and Costello. Okay. <laughs> Should we open up the phones on this? Because <laughs> we're going somewhere with this. I'm trying to think of where, yeah. what, what I clearly do not like, but when you put them together, it becomes something uh, you do Sodomy and terrorism. <laughs> uh, no, I don't like no. either of those, to be honest. So. Right. Really no great taste that taste great together. Yeah. <laughs> uh, I'm trying, I mean, like, t- tomato sauce, I love tomato sauce, but like... I just the tomatoes. The tomatoes. Yeah, just don't really care for it's, it. It's weird how, and we talked about this. And, and sometimes it's it's a case of texture, and sometimes it, it's what it's just the configuration. That's all it takes is reconfiguring it, and then you love it. I but in its raw component parts, yep. sometimes it just sucks. Like apples, don't like apple pie. What? Wow. Yeah. Okay. I'm, I'm gonna cut you. <laughs> I love cheese. Uh, and apple I love pie steak. is one of my favorites. Is it? Yeah. yeah. I like everything except for the apples in the apple pie. You just like to eat the crust? <laughs> yeah, like the crust and that little syrup stuff. Yes, can I have a crust and syrup pie, please? <laughs> so are you... <laughs> Come again, son? So, uh, so is it the texture of the apples because they've been softened a little bit? Yeah. Okay. Yeah, that's what right, it so is. So texture might be a big thing for you. Texture is a big thing for my wife. She will. Uh, she doesn't mind mushroom-flavored uh, dishes, <laughs> but the actual mushrooms... She can't stand because they're kind of. They, I guess they feel kind of slimy to her. You know, I used to be that way. Yeah. I, I've come around, which is actually, I think, I actually used to love avocados and and had no problem. And then I went moved into a texture repulsion stage, and I'm in that currently. Yet I do love the taste of avocados. But what about guac? Gua- guacamole, no, they perfect example. Yeah, right. love guacamole huh. and couldn't eat couldn't eat raw avocado. This person texted in, "I hate avocado, but love marshmallows." <laughs> that doesn't make any sense <laughs> yeah. at yeah. all. Go hand in hand. Yeah. What the hell are you talking about? <laughs> uh, here you go. I only like carrots in beef stew. <laughs> oh, here's right. one. Hate onions, love onion rings. Wow. Okay. Well, I don't onion like. Onions um, are such a pain in the ass to eat. Yeah. I don't like uh, raw cauliflower or broccoli, but I love them cooked. Okay. All right, so I don't like raw cauliflower, but I love Hummers. <laughs> ah. Well, this this text just says buttholes and vaginas. So I don't know whether oh, they right? like them or dislike from them. from Nabisco. They have not actually um, indicated. It says don't like cream cheese, but absolutely love cheesecake. Okay. All right. Uh <laughs> Uh, love corned beef Rubens, hate all the ingredients separately. I, I might be, I might be on board for that because I don't, don't, uh, so there are sauerkrauts in a Ruben, is it not? Yep. So you don't like sauerkraut? I'm not a massive sauerkraut fan. Do you like corned beef? Not particularly. How about, uh, uh, well, it's either Russian dressing or you can have uh, Thousand Island dressing. Do you like either of those? Eh. So, so the elements. bread? Okay, I'm down with rye bread. bread. So, so one of the but but most of the elements in that sandwich, I should not like it at all when it's all brought together, and yet I do like it. 
Okay. And therein lies the mystery of life. Um, it's kind of how I feel like a, like Broccoli Rob, and I don't really care for or I don't like your Bro- friend Rob Broccoli. Uh, um, <laughs> Chuck has a friend named Chris Broccoli, by the way. Um, <laughs> Fun fact. How all right, so I don't really care for Broccoli Rob, and I don't really care for Sharp Cheese. However... But Blunt Cheese you love. If you put Broccoli Rob and Sharp Cheddar on like a roast pork sandwich, yeah, I can do it. I can they, totally do it. They yeah. do that at uh, yeah, Primo's, by the mm-hmm. way, and it's Hoagie Day. Uh, I don't care for broccoli, Rob. Either it's it's too bitter. You yeah. know, you know, uh, what it I tastes hate? different than regular broccoli. I hate broccolini. Oh, really? It's, Little bitty broccoli? It's too well. It, itty bitty. What is the stringy version? <laughs> the really stringy. That's broccoli, Rob. Yeah. Is yeah. that is that what it is? Mm-hmm. Then I don't like broccoli, Rob. No. I I don't need to floss while I'm eating broccoli. <laughs> no, no, it, that can get stuck <laughs> yeah. in your teeth. Uh, let me go to, I'll go to Dave. Hi, Dave. You're on the air. Good morning. Hey, good morning, gang. Hey, All what's right, up, I'm Dave? Dave! Dave. <laughs> <laughs> go ahead. I, I cannot stand beets. Okay. They, they make me beets. gag. Okay. The beet vegetable potato chip, I love. Okay. I know what you're talking about. Yeah, you those know, are I'll, good. I'll tell you something else there, if I may, Dave. It's got to be a texture thing. Yeah, I, I'm not a big fan of beets either. However, they use beets in the Impossible Burger. Yeah, mm-hmm. and it, it it adds a really good taste, and it gives it that that color. I love beets. I've been eating them a lot lately. Beets really? are very good for you. They're actually, good fiber. In Absolutely. Because I poop like a mad dog when I eat those things. Have you ever had just like a, a raw beet? <laughs> and it's red. <laughs> <laughs> let me let me back up because if if you eat beets. <laughs> And you forget about it, and later on you go to the bathroom, oh, yeah. you think you're pissing blood. Oh, my God. And I, I, the other day I had beets for dinner, and I kid you not, within less than 30 minutes, I went to the bathroom, and it already had like a rosé type of color to mm. it. Mm. Rosé. <laughs> Calgon, take me away. Mm. Uh, what were you going to say, Marissa? So, I had, for a while, had only had beets like out of the can, like the... How would you? How canned would they beets. Yeah, like, canned beets. Yeah, You'd beets. call them canned pickled, beets. Pickled beets. Oh. Yeah, but if oh, you pickled. have them like uh, raw, roasted, yeah. really, really good. Yeah, they're phenomenal. Yeah, yeah, that's way we I prefer hate, to have them. I, I like hate them the uh, texture of coconut, uh, but there are some coconut flavored things that I can uh, stomach, like uh, shrimp. I'm fine coconut with that. Pie. Shut up! Mm-hmm. I thought you just hated. I just thought you despised it all the way around. No, there are parts of it that I'm. Preston. I can uh, tolerate coconut milk, <laughs> coconut cream pie, coconut soup, coconut. I hate coconut. Coconut water might be the worst invention of yeah. mankind. It's By the pretty, way, it's pretty lame. It's also calorically, people. Oh, it's, it's so good. It's natural, and it comes out of a <laughs> coconut. It's you, it, it's it's nature's zagnut bar. It's high in calories, and it, it it's not it's not all that good for you. Yeah. Casey's looking for the coconut. <laughs> How do you spell coconut? C O C O. Yeah, right? Right. Uh, maybe it's under Looney Tunes. Okay. Mm, yeah. Let me go to some other calls. I'm going to go to. Is this Carol? This is Carol. Hi, Carol. What's hey, up? I, uh, hey, guys. Hey. hey. So, <laughs> I um, can eat peanuts, uh, honey roasted, any kind of peanuts. Cannot stomach even the smell of peanut butter if you open a jar. Wow. I love peanut butter. <gasps> I love I, what? It, what? What? What is it? Is it? Is it too sweet for you? Nope. I never even tasted it. It's the smell. Um, never had it growing up. My mom never liked it, so I never had it. And the first time I opened a jar for my dad, I was probably close to 20. And the smell totally, like, gagged me out. And it's, like, imprinted now. (laughs) Something's wrong with you. Daughter, (laughs) open me a jar of peanut butter. Mm. No, but I can eat peanuts. 
um, okay. raw, you know, the shells kind or, you know, okay. with like I love bu- I love peanuts and I love peanut butter. But... Interesting. Thanks, Carol. <laughs> yeah. Maybe you should try it. Well, no, it wouldn't work. I would say try chunky peanut butter. I used to love chunky peanut butter. I don't really care for it anymore. Oh, really? Yeah. It's it like used a to treat. be my favorite. It's like a treat? Yeah. Like a little I, dessert? Yeah. <laughs> kind of like a little <laughs> dessert, but like I'm, you know, pretty steady uh, creamy cheese, uh, cheese, <laughs> creamy <laughs> peanut butter. And every now and then, get you a little chunky. Dance with the devil. I will. I will. By the way. Why I don't did... you toss some chunks in that? I found your coconut stuff. <laughs> toss coconut salad. <laughs> Fresh coconut milk. <laughs> New England boiled coconut. <laughs> Do I hate coconuts? Don't like... Somebody Sam is right. <laughs> he is. <laughs> <laughs> I don't uh, like clams ne- uh, necessarily, but I do like clam chowder. Okay. Mm-hmm. All right. Mm-hmm. Uh, what about on a pasta? No, no, uh, like no a, I won't do it. Like a vongoli? No? I'm no. going to go to Ashley. Hang on, Ashley. You're on the air. Good morning. Good morning. First hey. time, long time. Oh, well, it took this dumb topic to get you to call in. Yeah, what's up, <laughs> Ashley? <laughs> um, I hate cold cheese. Like, I'll take it off of hoagies, yeah. sandwiches. But I love cheese on pizza, mozzarella sticks, quesadillas. Yeah, there's a couple of tags coming in. Says love pizza, or I'm sorry, I hate cheese. Love pizza. It's like huh. my daughter. Yep. Yeah, that's what they used to chant in the '60s. Yeah, <laughs> love cheese, hate <laughs> pizza, pizza, love. Yeah. No other way. Other way, right? Love cold cheese, hate cold cheese, love cheese, love pizza. They weren't very organized. Yeah, they no, quite that's why it all fell apart. Listen, they were doing acid. Yeah, yeah. okay. Uh, All right, well, let's remind everybody that you hate the cold cheese and you love the pizza. All right, on three. It's Woodstock. They couldn't get it together. Hey, maybe if you chant loud enough, there'll never be cold cheese. (laughs) Oh, dear God. Let me go to Derek. Uh, Hi, Derek. Hey, guys. Sorry to bother you at work. It's all good. What's up, buddy? Hey, man, listen, chocolate, not on my favorite things list, unless there's at least crackle in it. Yeah, I can't <laughs> hear you on that. I, I, I this love is at chocolate. Least a crackle at in least. It. Is there at least a crackle in that goddamn thing? <laughs> Do you mean like nuts? <laughs> give, me some, give me some Twix. Give me some anything. Something in there yeah, with a snap in it. Okay. There you go, exactly. I, I'm kind of right, with you on that. Like, I can't eat just like a regular Hershey bar, but a Hershey with almond? No doubt. Okay. But every bite has to have an almond in it. I, uh, You know where I stand on that I know. Chocolate. There's just <laughs> nothing that there's absolutely the most wonderful thing on earth. Uh, but but additions to it, yeah. uh, my current um, fixation is dark chocolates with uh, blueberries inside. And you got me stuck yeah, the on the Harry and David. Harry and David? Yep. Henry and David. Wait a minute. Here's, here's an interesting. Adam and Eve. <laughs> this says, love cannoli, uh, believe pre-filled cannoli are an abomination and those who buy them should die. Okay. Wow. So I, what is the what cannoli? Supposed, what, do they not like them with the filling in them at all? I think that it's the, the process of, like, if you were to buy a cannoli that was, um, you know, that was pre-made in a store as opposed to going to a pastry shop in South Philly where they're filling in the cannoli every day. Well, oh, that's just, is the come ca- on, it's being you, snobby. Yeah. When you say the cannoli, are you referring to the shell? That's what I'm curious about. Yeah, I don't know. Because I do like the cannoli shell. However, I, I, a well-made the whatever the cannoli sauce or whatever the hell it is inside. Yeah. Right. I love that. The filling. Here's here's more of the conundrum. Loves oranges, hates orange juice. Okay. Ooh. So that's kind of weird. You know what? But it's just, you know, it's a matter of, of, of your own personal texture and taste. And the way that. it's prepared. Yeah. The, the bizarre. It's, it's not many steps away from what 
you don't like, and suddenly you like it. I yeah. don't like a really pulpy orange juice, but I do care for a, a nice, ooh, like a freshly squeezed orange juice. Right. Yeah, sign okay. me up. Uh, let me go to... Uh, Put me on that list, Mr. Man. <laughs> Omar. Hi, Omar. You're on the air. Hey, bitches. Hey, hey what? What's up, Omar? Hey, so maybe it's just me, but uh, warm pickles or hot pickles on like a sandwich, like a burger. I can't stand that for whatever reason, but yet if it's by itself from a jar, I can eat that all day. Hmm. Like my kids in water, right? Their water Thanks. has to be like cold. They can't... Their pickle water? No, no, no. Just water in general. Oh. Like it's a temperature thing for them. So like... For me, I just if it's wet, I'm cool with it, you know. But like they, it needs to be for for my kids. It has to. So when they like make their thermoses for sporting events, they gotta like throw, hey, hey, hey. they gotta throw ice in there just to make sure it's cold. When I they, like when my they, children warmed <laughs> up. Yes, you do. No, we no. Actually, so, so believe it or not, we leave all of our soda and and Gatorade and things like that all unrefrigerated. Well, and my kids drink it that way. I'm coming to your house. Isn't that wild? Because I I agree with all that. I I don't um. My water is always room temperature. Uh, I don't like I don't like ultra cold drinks. Yeah, soda I, I, has I, to be cold. Everything else, Gatorade I can, I can, can be warm. Yeah. Um, uh, iced tea can be warm. I have no problem with it. Yeah, I, if it's I even heat up my ice cubes. I couldn't tell you the last time that I've actually drank soda that didn't have booze in it. <laughs> really? Yeah. I just, I quit on yeah. soda a long time ago. Soda to me now, years and years ago, it used to be as a kid, oh, I'm, I'm, I've always had soda. Now it's, it's like, to me, it's like a dessert. When I have a glass of Coke or Pepsi, it's right. to me it's so sweet. Will you guys drink, I treat it as a dessert. Will you drink just club soda by any chance? No. No? Okay. Um that's kind so of what I unless I'm a member of the club. Yeah. No, that's what I pretty much drink now. Yeah. I drink carbonated essentially it's carbonated water. Mm-hmm. I'll drink uh, <clears throat> uh what is that? The sometime, La Croix? No, well, yeah, we do have those. Vajumic. But it's got the <laughs> next next to nothing as far as flavor yeah. in it goes. But yeah. I've trained myself to to drink that. Some of those sodas have the zero-calorie sodas that are flavored. Mm-hmm. I still, there must be some sort of pact made with the devil to get them completely. Yeah, I never liked it, but the Soda Stream, we got them a few months ago, and it's. Yeah. They're good? Yeah, it's yeah. a highlight in my um, house. I'm going to go to Chris. Hi, Chris, you're on the air. Good morning. Good morning. How you doing? Good. What's up, Chris? Hey, what's going on? So, uh, first off, I'm heading to Dover. I was with you guys yesterday. Oh, hey, hey, I'm glad you're coming back, man. Enjoy today. I, I will. I will. I was a Pearl Jam fan, Nick. Oh, it was nice chatting with you. Yes, it was. So I, I hate sour cream, but I love sour cream and onion. Okay. Sour cream and onion potato chips or dip? Yes, that's a dip. Okay. All right. So I, get the, I get the 16 ounce sour cream and the, the French onion soup, mix it together. Ooh. Oh, yeah. Well, that's the standard, and it's it's glorious. Okay. I, I've said many times, uh, and it's much to my um, uh, embarrassment, uh, I have made entire meals out of chips and and uh, onion dip. So, Chris, it, it just so if you put sour cream on a potato, no dice, right? Okay, interesting. <laughs> interesting. All right, thanks, I'm surprised man. you'll actually even mix it then. Yeah. Because, yeah. like, sour cream, if you don't like it, it's icky. Uh-huh. I wonder if you did, because I, I never thought of this until right now, like a baked potato with that sour cream with the French onion dip mixed yeah. in it. Mm-hmm. Good. Is it good? It is. Let me go to Eric. Eric, you're on the air. Good morning. You guys rock. Oh! <laughs> Thank you, man. What's up? All right, here you go. I hate regular, normal-sized tomatoes, but I will eat the hell out of a little pack of cherry tomatoes or cherry tomatoes in a salad. Interesting. Interesting. Did they did they taste different to you? They, they taste different, and the consistency.
consistency is different. I don't like the slimy, gooey, like, like if I eat an apple, like, I can stand a little soft spot in the apple, but you give me, George Collins said it best, I can't eat anything that doesn't look like it's done inside. <laughs> yeah, that's true. All right, Eric, I know what you're talking about. Yeah, we had, uh, we had uh, yesterday, because it was Cinco de Mayo, we had tacos at the All house. Right. And when you cut up tomatoes for that, the, what you're supposed to do is you're supposed to de-seed the tomato first so you don't have all that mushy really? center. You know, the seeds are all, they're, they're kind of slimy uh, mm-hmm. inside there. So you, you clean all that out, and it makes for easier to use uh, tomatoes. And I know what he's talking about. It doesn't bother me personally, but I could see if somebody doesn't like that consistency, yeah. it would feel disgusting in your mouth. Yeah, see, I can't do cherry tomatoes at all. Not even a little bit. Uh, other tomatoes, if it's like diced up, like bruschetta and stuff like that, I can do that. I can do it like a tomato mozzarella salad. I can do that okay. But the cherry tomatoes, though, with the smaller tomatoes, to me, the, the, the sensation is always as if the cher- as if the tomato's finishing in your mouth. You know what I'm talking about? Yeah. 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 yeah, yeah. You do get a squirt. Yeah, yeah. Yes, you do. You should have warned me. By the way, the internet taught me last week that they're, you know, like uh, like green peppers, that there are male and female green peppers. I didn't know that. I didn't know that either, and I so hope the, the internet wasn't the lying to me. The they're male and female. Yeah. You may have been lying to you. I, I don't know. Which that, one has I, the penis? So when you look at the bottom of a green <laughs> the pepper. The female, you know. <laughs> sound legit to Of course, me. in the vegetable world, they do it a... Right. Completely the wrong way. The bottom of the green pepper, there are green peppers that have like four little nubs on the bottom, and then green peppers that have three little nubs. And the three little, I think, uh, I don't know which one is which. Uh, three nubs, Marissa? Three nubs is male. Okay. Four nubs is female. No and then kidding. one of them has seeds and one of them doesn't. Full, uh, female peppers full of seeds. are full well, of seeds and sweeter. Isn't that a Bob Marley song, Three Little Nubs? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> and the peppers? I don't know, maybe. Yeah, where's home? I might think of something else. Uh, let me see. There was another one I wanted to go to. Uh, yeah, let me let me go to Amanda because yeah. this is interesting. Hi, Amanda. Good morning. Hi. Hi. So, what do you what do you love and hate, and you shouldn't because they're pretty much the same thing. So I can eat angel hair pasta anytime, and I hate regular spaghetti. It's crazy, <laughs> and, and it's just one. See, I love angel hair pasta, but I cannot eat regular hair. Oh, yeah. really? <laughs> I find it disgusting. Well, I mean, so that you love steak fries, Steve. I don't care for steak fries. I it's love steak. the same exact I, thing. I, but but what you have though is you have when you take a mouthful of the steak fry, it's more potatoey. Right. Where my right. wife loves shoestring fries, yeah. but does not like. That's more well, crusty. there's more surface area on that. Is is fried? Kind right. Of. There's you're, you're mainly just getting the 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 cooked part. Right. The harder cooked part, anyway, or the fried part of it, as opposed to the internal. You know. Kind of steamed on the in the middle there. I know what you're talking about. By the way, Marissa, you 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 concur with this uh, pasta thing? No, I think it's okay. insane. But I want to oh. know, Amanda. <laughs> no, I think you're a raving lunatic. <laughs> but I just wanted to say, <laughs> Amanda. So you all, you won't eat spaghetti, but will you eat like noodles, like rigatoni or something like that? Yeah, I love all pastas, but spaghetti is like I don't know what it is about it. I don't know if it's like. The thickness of the noodle itself, or yeah, I, I'm not sure. <laughs> now that you're mentioning it, thank you, Amanda. By the way, my daughter will eat all kinds of pasta, except for bow tie pasta. Oh. Mm, I, I like bow tie farfali. pasta. Yeah, At the moment, where, what is the technical term? Farfali. 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 Where, where it's, it's squished together in the middle. Uh-huh. Yeah. I think sometimes that remains a little more al dente than the rest of the, yeah. the pasta. Okay. So maybe when she bites into it, the consistency, it's a little bit tougher than the rest of it. And maybe she doesn't like it for that reason. By the way, what is 
is it simply a design issue with a lot of the pasta? Or yeah. Are, are yeah. There, yeah, but here's the thing is they will cook up differently. Okay. Uh, and they're also used, okay, so, and, and I've forgotten the, the names of my pasta, but uh, Fusilli, is that the, the curly Q one? Yes. Yep. Okay, so you, you can use that for, like, meat sauces. What will happen is that little curly Q will catch some of the pieces of meat and trap it in there. So you get a little bit of a different taste out of, say, like a, um, I don't know, a penne or something Mm -hmm. like that, which won't hold on to it as well. So there's there's a reasoning behind some of those pasta shapes, yeah. One of my favorite dishes was a place that, and they had tri-colored Fusilli, so mm-hmm. I guess it was different, but but it was it was a delicious dish, and 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 eat, I guess the fusilli was made with different. I don't know who the hell knows. Maybe they just spray painted it. <laughs> <laughs> you can use different types of flour. And oh, stuff. maybe that's it. Right. I don't know. I'm not a chef. I was acting like I'm a chef. I'll throw my crazy cards on the table. I will spend like 20 minutes in the pasta aisle picking the perfect pasta. Yeah. Depending upon what I'm going to put in it, if it's macaroni and cheese, making the using the right noodles for that. Do you cook a lot? I do. Do you really? Yeah. So for some reason, I didn't think you did since you're out so much. Yeah, I just prefer to go out. Yeah. Mm-hmm. I cooked last night. What'd you cook? Uh, I made little mini pizzas because I had hamburger rolls left over from my tailgate. Wow. Very <laughs> yeah. you, little. And I made a cilantro. Martha Stewart. And arugula pesto. I was, nice. Yeah, I'm pretty What's good. It's arugula? It's, it's a, a vegetable, vegetable thing. <laughs> What's that from? <laughs> uh, my blue my heaven. Blue heaven. Oh. Uh, okay, interesting. Well, we got to wrap it up, but uh, this was a totally... Unintended conversation. We were going to go somewhere else, and we'll get to that when we come back, actually. But uh, that is interesting. How did we get started on this? We were talking Who about began? God. <laughs> no, oh, bruschetta. Uh, is that? Yeah, because the you olive, said. I don't care. It, it was wait, the olive email the olive that we thing, got, yeah. and you would, you don't care for tomatoes. But yet. I love bruschetta. Love bruschetta. And then I came out. Yes. Yeah. Congratulations. And congratulations. Steve, congratulations on that. How do you feel? All right, here's what you, you need a massage. I know. Let's give away one of these. Hannah's so massage and facial spas here this morning. And this is a great gift for Mother's Day. And I have a gift card that you can give to mom to caller number 25 at 215-263-WMMR. And this Mother's Day, make mom glow with a gift card from Hannah's so massage and facial spa. If you buy a Mother's Day gift package, you will get a free massage and facial gift card to use as a gift for yourself. How about that? Yeah. Uh, visit handandstone.com for details. We have Kasha. From the Northeast and Feasterville locations here, and Jake from the Marlton and Voorhees locations. We are going to take a break. We'll come back in just a moment. Make sure you stay with us. Listen to all the WMMR podcasts as well as a live stream on your Alexa-enabled device. Just say, Alexa, open MMR. Back with more of the Preston and Steve Show podcast. This is a, I was just moving my microphone when you were doing that. And- uh, somebody had texted in earlier and says, I hear somebody's chair squeaking. It's not our chairs. It's our microphone stands. Yeah. So listen to this. I'll, let's see if it'll do it now. Okay. I'll, I'll move my mic stand. <laughs> yeah, right. yeah. Can I do, do that? mine? Nick, do yours. Okay, ready? Yep. Jesus. <laughs> that's you that's the mine? stand that the microphone is on. Yeah. Oh, here, here's mine. Yeah, no. no, mine's actually good because I. Yours I, that make any noise? I move it around a lot. I don't, dude. Do I move well. mine a lot too. I yeah. move it probably more than yours because I, when I'm done, yeah. I shoot it way up like this. Yeah, huh? and it doesn't matter. So, but if if I move it, it sounds like Godzilla. Yours and I, ours kind of answer each other. Right. You do it, and I'll. You, okay. It's call and response. Okay. Go ahead. One, yep. Two, yep. three. Wait a second. Yeah, it's a response. All right, Nick, do, wait, hear it. Do it again. <laughs> Bye, Nick. It's 
drowns it out. Oh, yeah, the so. music's too loud. It's kind of like uh, the, the brachiosauruses in uh, yeah, Jurassic yeah, yeah, Park yeah. when they're on the other side of the... Yeah. Oh, yeah. yeah. Does yours make noise, Casey? I'm here. <laughs> yes! Yeah, it's yeah, it a Chewbacca. Wow, that's yeah. crazy. Here, let me try for real, though. Yeah, a little yep. bit. Yep. Yours is more and staccato. Yeah. What about yeah. Kathy's? Hold on, Marissa, move it up. Find out. No. Uh, Steve and Kathy. So you know why? It's because they're so damn hygienic. <laughs> Here, I'll pull mine down. All right. Makes a weird sound when yeah. it when it goes down. All right, anyhow, just thought I'd answer that. Nope, not our chairs. No. It's our microphone stands. <laughs> and trust me, the lubrication doesn't work on them because it's the, the actual joining pieces are plastic. It doesn't work. <laughs> they're not uh they're not metal. So anyway, um let's see. Piece of audio I wanted to play for you. Uh Joe Russo, one of the directors of uh Endgame. Uh Avengers, Endgame has apparently made a statement about uh, spoilers. Yes, he gave the official word, Preston. Yeah, I want to hear this. Here's here's a clip from that. Yeah, I think people have been you know, really treating this with a lot of integrity. We're really happy. I think uh, we've just asked everybody to hold spoilers until this Monday. After this Monday, it's fair game because everybody's had two weekends to see it, and I think people want to start talking about the movie. Wow. So he says so today. Fair game as of now? I don't think so. I disagree. Yeah. I, think, I think courtesy... Uh, uh, dictates that you should at least say, "Have you have you seen it? Anybody around here seen it yet?" In fact, we were just doing that. Casey was was uh, making a statement about the ending of the movie, and there were a couple, like three, four people in the commercial break that were in here, and you made a statement. Yep. I don't want to ruin this for anybody. Unfortunately, uh, the other people that were in here hadn't seen it yet and didn't care for it, or t- didn't didn't care to see it. So I'll tell you what: the new trailer for the new Spider-Man <clears throat> movie uh, starts up, and yeah. at the beginning they say, "If you have not seen Endgame." Do not watch this trailer. No uh, kidding. So that's very, yeah. very courteous. Yeah. All right. Now, like, so, but all right, there, there has been so much hype about this movie that there are people like my sister, all right, who have never seen any of these, like, Avengers movies at all that are going back and watching it from the beginning. So mm-hmm. so for people like that, I'm trying to keep, you know, tight lip about it. Like, yeah. she just watched Winter Soldier last night. Like, that's how far up she is. And like so, she texted me. I'm I'm doing Winter Soldier right now. I was like, oh man, I'm very happy for. Yeah. You. I was like, yes. I was Listen. like, dude, total game changer, man. Yep. I went and saw it again on Saturday night. I took my son and um, there, Casey. There were people leaving the theater who were talking about Avengers Endgame as they were on their way out, and you know, I, I nearly wanted to throttle them because there were <laughs> yeah. people walking into the uh, theater who hadn't seen it at all, including my son. Um, but I saw it in the 4DX uh, experience at uh, King of Prussia Mall. Yeah. This is the new, the new I, revision that they made there, and uh, I, I'm really eager to get over and try this. So it's a little more pricey, uh, so if you're, if you're considering that, keep that in mind. It's not a cheap ticket. However, uh, if you are at all into roller coasters and this type of experience, I cannot recommend it more highly. It was so freaking cool. Let me, let me ask you about that, because I've, I've been in you know sensory uh, theaters before where they, they add some stuff to it whether it be audio or you know wind and things like that or moving seats does the entire theater move or just sections or just your seat move they do the seats in rows so each row kind of moves in okay. concert with one another so there are probably three or four seats in a row I mean, maybe more maybe four to six seats in a row uh that that move, move like a together. roller coaster yeah okay. I gotcha. and um I didn't quite know what to expect. It was my first experience with this. I was so impressed by it, so blown away by it. 
and there are some really obvious jostling ones where you're, you know, the, the, if, for example, in Endgame, this is not a spoiler, but uh, there are there are parts where they're, you know, they're traveling on a spaceship or they're traveling through uh, like a portal kind of a thing. You get jostled around like it's a like it's a roller coaster. There are other really subtle move, movements where uh, the pa- uh, the camera might pan up or down, and your seat just kind of does that in concert with the way the camera goes, and it's really slow and it's wow. really subtle, but it adds to the experience. And then there are scenes where it's raining. And you are getting rained on a little bit in the theater. Wow. Like a mist. Like a mist. There's, there's a scene, again, this is from the trailer, but the, uh, Hawkeye's in Japan. And it's a rainy scene. You feel that when you're in the theater. It's really a cool experience. And I, I would love to see it again. I, Steve, you and I were talking about it last night. Right. And uh, I'm glad it's, I didn't see it the first time this way. Because I liked seeing Avengers the first time the way that I did uh, in a normal experience. But uh, to see it for the second time in this experience was fantastic. Yeah, I'm definitely going to do it. Yeah. All right. So how are you during the, the just the regular times of the movie? How are you seated? Upside down. Uh, <laughs> you're raised up a little bit. So your feet are on a platform and you're not upside down. Uh, but you, it, it's a, a pretty normal seat. It's a little bit bigger than than your normal uh, movie theater seat. Like a, a, like a movie belt? tavern size? Uh, about movie tavern yeah. size, yeah. Uh, don't need to wear a seatbelt. Um, a helmet. It's, it's No, but it's not just um, the seat moving. There are other experiences that go along with it. Like the rain, there are also smells that are brought in. From Is that right? Yeah. Uh, Steve, you've seen Avengers. And yes. um, again, I'm going to say this over and over again. I'm not going to give out any spoilers, but you go to Thanos' planet. Yes. It smells really nice. Yeah. You're visiting where Thanos lives. And well, it's, he lives in the gardens. He you lives know? in the gardens, like, and it smells fantastic. All right, how many uh, seats in the whole theater, and how big is the screen? So I think a couple hundred. Yeah, right? a couple hundred seats, and uh, normal size screen, you know, like not IMAX, uh, you know, not the massive screen, which they also offer in King of Prussia. Mm-hmm. I think there were 10 to 12 screens in, in KOP on Saturday night that were airing Avengers and regular Wow. T- yeah, regular two D, three D, and then the IMAX and then this uh four D X is three D as well. Yes. And yeah. oh so I didn't um know that. So I yeah. bought the tickets and uh, thinking that it was not that Actually, I had to run out to get the glasses because we sat down without them. Oh, okay. I, I wasn't prepared for that. Um, but I, I, you know, I'd seen it, so it was just the, the opening scene. Um, but yeah, it was it was really cool. And then you know, there's there's lightning. Uh, flashes come from behind you. Come from a whole bunch of different directions. I'm digging that. Yeah. But yeah. I, I would say, like like as we said before, if it's something I'm really intent on seeing, I might see it with just the basics first and then go back with the enhanced. Yeah. So oh, I'm not so distracted by... Yeah, that's what he, Nick yeah. was saying. He yeah. That, that'd be the way to right. do it. I agree. That's probably where you're I, You know, it'd be awesome to see it this way. Manchester by the Sea. Yeah. yeah. Oh, yeah. yeah. Really add to it. It's just unbelievable. I, I, you know, I, I don't know you're a big uh, Godzilla fan. I think they'll probably oh do God. it for that. And oh, yes. I'm not as much of a fan of the 3D as you are, Steve. Uh, it gives me a bit of a headache. I, I don't like looking through the glasses, especially if it's a it's a movie that's three hours long. Uh, but this 3D is really cool. And um, there are scenes where you're like, you're looking through helmets and you're looking, you know, there's there's depth that's been added to it, and it's uh, they did it really, really well. So if you're considering it, I would recommend it. How but, many theaters are? Is it just one? Well, I, I think there's just the one in KOP, and I, it was a, it was about like twenty five bucks or something like that. So it's it, like again, it's not a cheap ticket. Um, but and, and Warrington is the other one, right? I think there's one in Warrington. Yeah. My son, who is twelve. Loved it. Every go. second of it. And he I'm, was so I'm, excited I'm the about mind it. of a twelve year old. <laughs> yeah, but I mean like it, it felt like a roller coaster. I haven't been to Disney in a long time, but it felt like that okay. uh, that type of a ride. I'm yeah. down. I'm, I'm totally down. On board with that. Where in the theater is it? Is it next to the IMAX screen? Uh, or? Yeah, so you go in and you know the IMAX screen is right in the middle. If yep. you go to the right, it was theater ten. So it was the first first theater to the right. 
Um, I just felt like uh, Forrest Gump <laughs> yeah, for a second. Guiding us. Uh, but yeah, off to the right. And um, uh, yeah, normal size theater, 200 seats or so, yeah. Can you look up a price for that? Sure. I'm, I'm curious as to what, what a ticket would cost for that versus, you know, an IMAX like screening versus a regular one. Yeah. I'm sorry. No, it was, it was like 25 Yeah, well, uh, it was about that for us on on uh, Saturday night. But, but for 4DX? 4DX, yeah. You went to see it? No, but oh. I've I've been talking and up. wanting to do 4DX for the longest time, and, and 25 was the price that I was told. Okay. Well, you're getting a whole amusement park thing. You know what they should yeah. do, Preston? Show movies in iFly. Oh, my yeah. God. Well, they kind of do, actually. <laughs> There's a... Um, a helmet they put on you, and it's virtual reality. And really, yeah, oh, yeah. and it shows you, you know, uh, above the Alps, skydiving or whatever. And they they hold on to you, and it's all timed together, and they let you go at the exact same time that you would be jumping out of the plane. You see what? Yeah, you see yourself falling out of the plane, and uh, yeah, and and you'd spin around, and and the, it's virtual reality, so it goes wherever you look. And would you? Did you try it? Yeah, I did. Did it. you dig it? It's cool. Yeah, uh, it's neat. Yeah, uh, it's, it's a gimmick. I, I, yeah, it's kind of gimmicky. Yeah. I, I think I, I prefer just the regular flying and doing flips and stuff like that is a little more fun. But for somebody who wants uh, an augmented experience, it's pretty neat. Did that Fifty Shades of Grey? I didn't try oh, that one out. <laughs> yeah, they were all booked up. Diving into it. Uh, but anyhow, all right, cool. Well, I um, I intend to get out and, and see it again. I'm, I'm waiting for it to, the the box office to cool off just a little bit. Did you find prices, Nick? Uh, well, the, what I paid was twenty five. So I okay. mean, I mean, it, it, again, this is not if you. It's a little pricey, but how many how it many was worth it. screenings a day do they have in that? In that theater, do you know? There were, like, normal uh, pacing okay. of it. so Like five, I think, right? Yeah. Starting at, like, 10.30? Avengers is, uh, Endgame is three hours long. Yeah. So, yeah, okay. the one that we went to was 6.45 on Saturday night. And All it, right. it was sold out. I mean, there was not an, an empty seat in the theater. Uh, so, and we got them last minute because uh, it's just the way that the day worked out for us. So we were kind of down front. Uh, but it was cool. It was really neat. Do you need to buy concessions because the, the other people's food will get thrown into your mouth anyway? <laughs> yes. <laughs> hey, by the way, if you need to leave your seat at any point during the movie, is that an issue because those things move? Actually, no, because there's space in between uh, the rows. So you're not really interfering with anybody. It's a, it's a roomier experience. How do you get out of the seat, though, if it's moving? Um, you uh, just move forward. You just jump, jump down. So it's not enough to where it would throw you off your feet if you got up and walked. <laughs> There's a little uh, experience before the movie starts, right? They show you what it's like. Actually, you know the the pre reel that they run in most sure. movie theaters, yeah. where the popcorn is exploding and right. you're going over the roller coaster. They do that, and you feel like you're going on a roller coaster. There was a family of four that was sitting down while that was going. They didn't sit down at that particular time because the seats and the rows are all jostling about. So um, if you were to try to get up while uh, the you know a, a ship is taking off and, and ending, you might have a little bit of a problem. By the way, so those are some of my favorite moments actually at the movie theater when they do the um, when they do the sound uh, for the IMAX. And they run through that whole little thing, and they they bounce stuff from speaker to speaker love behind it. you, in front of you, and all over the place. I love those little things, uh, or the three D. You know, when they're about to yeah. change it over to three D, I, I, I just yep. love that type of stuff. They didn't have that years ago. What was your what was your your what was your theater? They, they Warrenburg. Warrenburg. They just had oh, an yeah. awesome jingle. Yeah. They said, "You don't have to pull it up. I'm all going right. somewhere else." <laughs> <laughs> it's a great jingle, but I wanted to move on to something else because I want to make sure I play these pieces of audio elsewhere in entertainment. Uh, Adam Sandler was on Saturday Night Live. Yes, and you know what? It was uh, perhaps the best SNL of the season. Really? really? I, I thought okay. there was a, just a, a lot of funny stuff, well-written, well-conceived well scripts. Um, they did a thing about 
you know, cutting to a uh, war reporter in CNN, who the only way he could transmit his coverage back was by using Snapchat. Okay. So every time they cut to him, there was a filter, you oh, know, with a, a squashed head. And, and uh, he's trying to report on the serious war thing. And, and at one point, he's a talking hot dog. And he said, well, it was really well done. Very funny. What is the Romano Tours? Oh, my God. So if you've ever, it, it, you know, these commercials run, hey, the family has been doing a tours of Italy for years. You've seen these commercials, haven't you? Yeah, it's been a while, but pa- yeah. pa- pa- Palero or whatever it is. So it's a parody of that, but it, it's um, it's really well done, and Sandler was really good. They they it's a parody of those commercials, but it addresses a point about how travel can only go so far in making you happy. So right. yeah, here we go. People love us, but every so often a customer leaves a review that they were disappointed or didn't have as much fun as they thought. So here at Romano Tours, we always remind our customers. If you're sad now, you might still feel sad there, okay? (laughs) Remember, you're still going to be you on vacation. (laughs) If you are sad where you are, and then you get on a plane to Italy, to you in Italy will be the same sad you from before, just in a new place. Does that make sense? I want to be very clear about what we can do for you. We can take you on a hike. We cannot turn you into someone who likes hiking. We can take you to the Italian Riviera. We cannot make you feel comfortable in a bathing suit. We can provide the zip line. We cannot give you the ability to say we and mean it. That's great. well done. I it's the first it. time I laughed out loud during SNL in a while. I love yeah. the uh, the Sandler family reunion. So where... they had they they had everybody from all the movies. Uh, you know, like so you realize all these characters, even like little Nikki, uh-huh. is a family member. And they're all everyone's talking like that, doing the hand thing, and you know, it's everybody in the family. Okay. Uh, so is he, does he have a movie coming out or something? Is he promoting something? Because usually. Oh, yes. Yeah, he's a... got that Jennifer Aniston uh, movie on Netflix that's coming out. Yep. Okay. He brought back uh, Aquaman, uh, Opera Man during uh, <laughs> SNL. And he was making fun of somebody. Oh, oh, um, long shot. He was like, oh, funny guy and hot woman. Nobody's done this before. And then it okay. shot up all of his movies with Jennifer Aniston. Right, and right, right. Kate Beckinsale and everything okay. like that. All right. And then apparently he did a uh, tribute to Chris Farley, right? Yes, at the end of it. And I thought it was great. And somebody pointed out that he had, he had actually uh, written this and done it. Uh, he had had a Netflix special. And yeah. I, I saw most of it. I didn't see this in that special. But I just thought it was Super touching, and it was a great reaction to so it. I'm looking at, I haven't heard this yet. Um, Nick has pulled up the video, so he's standing there on the mic with his guitar singing, and they have a monitor off to his right, and yeah. it's uh, it's uh, a lot of bits. It's clips from uh, Chris Farley from SNL. So let's listen. It's four and a half minutes long. I'm going to listen to the whole thing, right. but I do want to check some of this out. than honey plaid jacket and belt too tight and he wasn't even being funny then he cartwheeled around the room and slow danced with a cleaning lady he was a one man party you know I'm talking about I'm talking about my friend Chris Farley On Saturday night, my man would always deliver. 
Whether you was a bumblebee girl or living in a band down by the river. He loved the bears and did good dance at Chippendales with Swayze. When they replaced his coffee with Folgers, he went full on crazy. The sexiest gap girl me loaf in the band. Without him, there'd be no lunch lady in lunch lady land. You know I'm thinking about Thinking about my boy Chris Farley. After a show, <laughs> but hungover as hell, that Catholic boy always showed up to morning man. We'd tell him, slow down, you'll end up like pollution I ain't making that stuff up, that's the truth about my boy, Chris Farley. I saw him in the office crying with his headphones on, listening to a Casey and the Sunshine Band song. I said, buddy, how the hell is that making you so sad? Then he laughed and said, just thinking about my dad. at Timmy Meadows' wedding party. We laughed all night long all because of Farley. But a few months later the party came to an end. We flew out to Madison to bury our friend. Nothing was harder than saying goodbye except watching Chris's father have his turn to cry. so much joy make my kids laugh with your youtube clips oh tommy boy and when they ask me who's the funniest guy ever knew i tell them hands down without a doubt it's you yeah i miss hanging out watching you try to get laid but most of all i miss watching you torture spade you're a you wanted, but I still wish you were here with me. And we were getting on a plane to go shoot Grown Ups 3. Yeah, life ain't the same without you, boy. And that's what I'm singing about. I'm singing about my boy Chris Farley. And if we make enough noise, maybe he'll hear us. Give it up for the great Chris Farley. All right, well, we had to play the whole thing, <laughs> yeah, actually. Oh, that was... That's phenomenal. Isn't that wonderful? Yeah. Actually, I'm, I'm getting a little choked up, to well, be honest. Well, and he took a few extra strums on the guitar after the father line because he's, you know, mm. the Sandler's very close to his dad, and yeah. so he had to step away and, and re, you know collect himself oh man but i i don't know how more you know 
heartfelt you could be. Yeah. You know, it's just wonderful. Did you ever see, you know, one of those, uh, I guess, exposés about his life yes. and, and stuff? It was, uh, yeah, in fact, they had that one very well done great. special. His brother was a big part of it. Yeah. Uh, oh, it was, it was terrible. A I great, mean, you know, it was, I felt really bad for him. So did I, you know? Yeah. Uh, yet uh, a guy who is uh, a great friend and, you know, a complex guy who had demons, you know, and just, uh, kind of captured in the song. I think he was, uh, from watching that, that special, it seemed like he was afraid to be himself Yes, around sure. people, you know, except right. for maybe those few really intimate friends that he might have had, but he just, he couldn't. He was embarrassed of himself, and, yeah, and not maybe not just his weight, but he, you know, um, socially was um, uh, awkward. And Always felt that he had to perform. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. That's sad. I actually watched it last night because of the oh, Adam did? Sandler uh, SNL, and yeah, there was moments when he just wanted to like be part of the gang. He wasn't a writer, he, but anytime anyone was writing, he would run in and say like, "Oh, can I be in that sketch? Right. Like, can I just be in the background? Yeah, like he just wanted to belong and be part of it. Right. And he was very humble about his own success. Wow, wow." Uh, Tommy Boy, still. I just, I, I gotta watch it when it's <laughs> can't, on. It's you just, can't. It's one of the best. You can't uh, pass it by. Your wow. brain has the shell on it. Yeah. <laughs> uh, okay. Well, a lot of people texting in, crying now because of that. So I <laughs> didn't mean to make you do that. But once he got into the first few lines, because, uh, I mean, all the things he's talking about are uh, true. They're true. And yeah. also, um, you kind of, Chris Farley, Adam Sandler, you know them from so many movies and, and everything. You kind of feel like a part of their lives. You know what I mean? Yeah. Well, a little bit. If you so. talk about being at the core, even at this point, like talking about Sandler's kids, you know, watching Tommy Boy and watching clips of Farley, you know, it's it's a um, well, it's a big thing. I mean, yeah. he's, he's, he lives on. Okay. Uh, anyhow, we got to take a quick break, so we'll do that very thing, but not before we give away Primo Hogan's $50 gift card to Primo today, by the way, is Hoagie Day. Is there something official I'm supposed to say about Hoagie? Yeah. Oh, yeah. Uh, so we want to thank them. They're celebrating National Hoagie Day with $5.99 Primo. Size Italian turkey, cheese, or ham and cheese hoagies all day. For rewards members, so visit PrimoHoagies.com for details. $50 gift card. Caller number 12, George, 215-263-WMMR. We'll be right back. Activate. The Preston and Steve Show Podcast. 93.3 WMMR. Everything that rocks. Breaking news. Breaking news. The news is breaking. Yeah! There's a new baby in the royal family. Uh, Meghan Markle and Prince Harry welcomed a baby boy. So they have a new one. Uh, and the baby's name has not yet been announced. And if the couple follow in the footsteps of the Duke and Duchess of Cambridge, uh, we could be waiting for a couple of days before we find that out. The the money, the big money, is on Pud. Oh. <laughs> yeah. That's what they're saying. Apparently, there was a uh, Pud. Duke Pud okay. in the family history. Sure. What's the full name? Puddens. Puddens. Uh, so the baby will, will, Pud will grow up at Frogmore Cottage, uh, which is on, undergone a huge uh, renovation in preparation for the new baby on the way. So we'll have more information tomorrow, my entertainment report, which is one of the first things we do in the morning. So we'll make sure that we tell you all about baby Pud <laughs> and, uh, what the Duchess and Duke, uh, the Duke and Duchess of Sussex have to say about that. So. Nice job. Well, you know what? The funny thing is that we've learned about this before Thomas Markle, the uh, the grandfather, has learned about it. I will guarantee you. 
All right, uh, let's do the Bizarre File. Bizarre. WMMR presents Kristen and Steve's Bizarre File. All right, let's get into it. I got some stories to share with you. We'll begin with this. An eye surgeon is being sued by a patient who claims that he operated on the wrong eye. Uh Uh-oh. Then he tried to fix his mistake by operating on the correct eye without giving her any anesthesia. Not a good eye surgeon. Uh, Sutton Dryfault said that she went to Dr. Benjamin Tico at the Eye Specialists Center in Chicago, Illinois, to get her lazy eye fixed and confirmed that he would be operating on her left eye. Uh, Dryfault said that uh, when she woke up in the recovery room, she realized he had performed the surgery on her right eye instead. When uh, Tico came in uh, the recovery room, he was informed of his mistake and asked a nurse to hold Dryfault down while he performed the surgery on her left eye. Hold her down. Exactly. She's going to bust. Come on, yeah, hold her down. Sit on her chest. Uh, Punch her in the face. Dryfault said in a statement, I was awake during the second surgery. I could feel the needle going in my eye, see the scissors he was using, and smell the cautery burning Um, my eye. Shut up. Dryfault said. Stop screaming. (laughs) I'm an eye surgeon. Uh, Shut up. Dryfault says that... uh, Tico uh, conducted the second surgery using instruments from the surgical tray of a previous patient and did not wear gloves during the procedure. She screamed for him to stop, but Tico continued to operate on her eye. How I'm trying in- to fix it. Insane is this story. Her lawsuit, uh, lawsuit also accused Tico. Listen to this. It gets worse. Accused Tico of altering the consent forms following the surgery. He allegedly crossed out the word left and replaced it with the word right. Oh, my God. And then had her mother initial the form. Wow. This guy graduated high school and college and med school. He had a 50-50 chance of getting it right. Dryfot is seeking unspecified damages and says that she continues to suffer from headaches and double vision following the two surgeries. Does she have two lazy eyes now or two really excited eyes? Two of them. Two of them. Yeah. (laughs) A 28-year-old man cracked his neck and nearly lost his life after he suffered a major stroke. Josh Hader ended up at the Mercy Hospital in Oklahoma City after being after tearing his vertebral artery, which leads to the brain. His wife, according to Dr. Vance McCullum of Mercy Hospital, said his wife had been telling him, don't pop your neck. You're going to cause a stroke. I've seen people do this. I've known many people who've done that. I always considered it to be something really freaky looking. I always thought it was pretty stupid, to be honest. But that's what happened. Cracking your neck or having it manipulated can carry a risk of stroke. What? It places the uh, vertebral artery in a uh, precarious position prone for injury. Studies have shown a correlation between increased risk of stroke and people who get their necks manipulated. Uh, Hader was on the younger side to experience a stroke, but cracking his neck likely led to one because a tear in the lining of the artery caused an obstruction of blood to flow to the brain. Wow, wow. Hader's been recovering from the stroke, which left him wearing an eye patch because of an injured nerve uh, and using a walker for several days. He also, (sighs) listen to this, he also had the hiccups for a week and a half. And well, they think that had something to do with I'll it. I'll take the hiccups over a stroke. Uh, the moment I heard a pop, he said, everything on my left side started to go numb. I got up and tried to get to uh, get an ice pack from the fridge, and I remember I couldn't walk straight. See, I'm totally fine with doing my own eye surgery, <laughs> but not this. As his symptoms developed, Hader's father-in-law ultimately brought him to the emergency room where he was treated. Wow, messed up. Case, can I do one more? Or are we out of time? Mm, we We're out of time. time. I'm oh. sorry. My fault. I apologize. Uh, sorry I'm so short on that. But for being so good, Ooh. 
I'll give you a hand and stone massage and facial spa. How about that? They're so good. Uh, it's a gift card for Mother's Day. Yeah, you just, uh, Kasha just gave you. Kasha's amazing. A, uh, a massage. Uh, you can make mom glow with a gift card at Hand and Stone Massage and Facial Spa. If you buy a Mother's Day gift package, uh, you get a free massage or facial gift card to use as a gift or for yourself. Visit handandstone.com for details, or you can be calling number 12 at 215-263-WMMR, and we will set you up with that right now. We're going to take a break. I think I still got more hoagie stuff to give away. I'm not 100% sure. I'll check on that, but it's a hoagie day from our friends at Primo Hoagies as well. They got some specials going on, $5.99 Primo, uh, a primo size Italian turkey and cheese or ham and cheese hoagies all day. We'll be right back. Stay with us. Stream WMMR anywhere you have an internet connection. Check out the mobile app or go to WMMR.com. You'll figure it out from there. Back with more of the Preston and Steve Show podcast. I would like to wish a happy birthday to a family member of WMMR. He's been here way longer than us and has had his hands in all kinds of stuff. Uh, here, as far as programming goes and the things that you hear, one of our very good friends, Mr. Kevin Gunn. Kevin's birthday? Has his birthday today. I didn't know that. Yeah, Marissa told me that, so I didn't uh. know it either. So happy birthday to Gunner, one of the most beloved individuals to ever walk the halls here at WMMR. So he's a big part of what goes on. Uh, so happy birthday, Gunner. Uh, we're going to do a lesson question, and we are going to give away, let me see what we have here, four-pack, a family four-pack, actually, Ooh. of Maury's Piers, uh, Maury's Pier, Piers Water Park Passes. Uh, so my son was just at, at Maury's over the weekend. Oh, nice. Yeah, I went down oh. there. Ah, they had ah. a big wedding there. Was he at the wedding by any chance? No, he okay. was there for, <laughs> they, had, they had a big color guard competition uh, and drumline competition this weekend. So he was there. Nice. And uh, I'm like, did you go by Maury's? He's like, yeah. I went over there and, you know, played some games and stuff like that. Yeah, exactly. So that's what we're going to give away. uh, And you can enjoy both beachfront water parks. So the question, I mean, I could go way back, but how can I not (laughs) ask this? Vegas put the best odds in the new royal baby being named what? I mean, we just said it (laughs) 10 minutes ago. 215-263-WMMR. But every now and then you get a gift. Because the idea behind the lesson question is to see if you've been listening all morning long. Yes. And sometimes we give you, we throw you a gimme. So Vegas put the best odds on the new royal baby. Being named what? 215-263-WMMR. Call now. The trash business is a gold mine. 93.3 WMMR with Preston and Steve's Hollywood Trash. Uh, this morning's brought to you by Rita's Water Ice. Rita's most popular flavor of Italian ice is the delicious and fruity mango. Uh, enjoy mango ice and so many different frozen treats at Rita's. You can't mango wrong. What they did. What's going on, Steve? Well, the dust still not settled over maximum security being disqualified as winner of the Kentucky Derby after a replay showed interference with the second place horse, uh, Country House. Maximum security was later seen at a Louisville bar with what was described as a long face. Oh, oh my God. A better time to use no yes. joke. Yes. Kim Kardashian's lawsuit against a clothing company, Misguided USA, inadvertently revealing that she gets $1 million per Instagram post. Now, Kim says, while it may seem like an obscene amount of money, there's always a risk that she might smudge her phone. <laughs> mm. And finally, Justin Bieber coming to the support of Chris Brown, saying people should treat his history of violence towards women as they do Michael Jackson's alleged history of molestation. 
In a related story, Bieber is seriously reconsidering plans to become a defense lawyer. Yeah. <laughs> and that's your Hollywood track. All righty. We shall see. If you were listening 10 minutes ago, Vegas puts the best odds on the new royal baby being named what? 215-263-WMMR. And I will go to Brad, see if he can answer it. Hey, Brad, how you doing? Hey, how you doing, guys? Good, buddy. What do the odds have the baby's name being? Pud. Pud. <laughs> Hang on, Brad. We got you. Set you up with a four-pack, family four-pack, Morris Piers Water Park Passes. You can enjoy both beachfront water parks. Check out this week's big friggin' deal from Maury's Piers. Uh, you can get a same-day ride and water park combo ticket for 40 bucks, And that's access to all three piers and both water parks. So get it now through Sunday at WMMR.com. The keyword to use is deal. Now, Preston and Steve's Music View on 93.3 WMMR. Yeah! Yeah! All right, brought to you by Deetson Watson, real Philly Deli. Want to know uh, Philly's best-kept hoagie secrets? Pick up Deetson Watson's Real Philly Deli Hoagie Guide, a map of the best delis in the city. Earn prizes like T-shirts, coolers, food, and even birds tickets just for eating real Philly hoagies. I got a few things to run by you today. We'll start with this. Shinedown has uh, released a new piano version of the band's anthemic single, Get Up, which has become a crossover hit. It's actually about to break into the top 30. Really? At what's called Hot Adult Contemporary Radio after spending several weeks at number one on the rock chart. Yeah, this it's a great song. It, it is. is. It's my maybe my favorite Shinedown song. I, I, I think so, too, Steve. Uh, the song has racked up more than 36 million streams. We're going to play this, a little bit of the piano version. Go yeah, ahead, sure. Chase. I know you're clinging to the light of day To tell you everything's a Songs racked up more than uh, 36 million streams. Landed the band on Live with Kelly and Ryan and was heard during the Super Bowl pregame show, among other television spots. Uh, Get Up has also given the band the most uh, top 10 songs on the rock airplay charts, as well as their 13th number one. Good for them, man. On Billboard's mainstream rock songs chart, tied with Van Halen and behind only Three Days Grace. So, yeah, they're doing great, man. And They'll be at the MM Barbecue. They are, they love Philadelphia. And uh, we love and, them. And they love MMR. And uh, yeah, and we definitely love these guys too. So, so new version of that song. Pretty cool. Uh, Jack White can now add doctor to his resume. Oh my God. He's a uh, gynecologist. Alongside singer, songwriter, guitarist, label head, actor, and upholsterer. Uh, White received an honorary doctorate degree from Wayne State University, located in his hometown of Detroit on Friday morning during the school's commencement ceremony. Doctor. 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 And doctor. The university bestowed the degree... The White Stripes and Raconteur's frontman for his dedication to Detroit and his contributions to the arts. Uh, his mother attended the ceremony. Uh, White That's received... my son! <laughs> oh, jeez. White received his doctorate alongside two fellow honorees, Weight Watchers CEO Florine Mark. What? And social, <laughs> and social activist Earl Lewis. Um, so, ha- what? 
No, go ahead. He's... <laughs> no, no, no. You got a joke? Nope. Okay. <laughs> Uh, you will head out on tour with the Rack on Tour. Just let uh, Weight Watchers check up first. <laughs> then we'll get on to the real people. <laughs> Later this month, as the band prepares for the arrival of um, uh, its long-awaited new album, which is called Help Us Stranger. It's coming up. No? Okay. <laughs> <laughs> Nothing? Doctor? No. <laughs> <laughs> uh, <laughs> Uh, <laughs> all right. KG Elephant and Beck have released the retro music video for their collaborative single called Night Running off KG Elephant's new LP, Social Cues. The clip, which stars Beck and the band singer Matt Schultz, uh, uses antiquated video technology and decades-old special effects to tell a sci-fi story. I haven't seen this yet. I'm interested. I'm intrigued so am I. that they're using this older equipment. Uh, director Jennifer Juniper Stratford. Who? Uh, uh, Jennifer Juniper Stratford. <laughs> Jennifer Juniper Stratford? <laughs> said, for night running, I wanted to create a realm where a supercomputer hosts a simulation program that creates a series of artificial worlds. While Beck would appear to live within the software as a master control, Matt would be transported to different worlds and new identities, leaving him to question what is real. Uh, and <clears throat> the video effects were created, she said, in my analog video lab using outmoded and obsolete video equipment cast off from post digi- the post-digital apocalypse. So a little uh, Max Headroomy. Yeah, Beck and uh, KJ are going to team up this summer for an extensive co-headlining uh, night running tour. They will be in Philadelphia. Incubus has announced that it will celebrate the 20th anniversary of his double platinum 1999 breakthrough album, Make Yourself, uh, this year with a new merch line as well as a special pop-up shop in Los Angeles. Although the band has apparently been mulling the idea on tour, uh, on tour to mark the occasion, but uh, nothing has been officially confirmed as of yet. I believe we'll have some Incubus news uh, when we cross over with Pierre. Ooh, that's good. They have, so they they are adding new merch to their stuff. Uh, yeah, in right. commemoration of this uh, <clears throat> this anniversary. Uh, there was some Jersey power generating the stage on Saturday night during the Little Stephen and the Disciples of Soul show. In Los Angeles at the Sabin Theater, during the encores of Steve Van Zandt's show, he welcomed Bruce Springsteen for a three-song set. How wow. cool is that? They did 10th Avenue Freeze Out. They did uh, Van Zandt's classic Southside Johnny Giveaway, I Don't Want to Go Home, and his anti-apartheid anthem, Sun City, which marks the first time that the pair performed that song since the E Street Band's 2014 gig in Cape Town, South Africa. So, Hell of a surprise for those who showed up. Surprise! It's little Steven. He comes out and just says that. Surprise! It's Bruce, everybody. Um, One last story. Pink Floyd drummer Nick Mason is the second member of the band to receive a royal honor. On May 2nd, Mason received his CBE, or Commander of the British Empire, an honorary title... Uh, that ranks just below night. But uh, is Dave Mason. Dave uh, Mason, oh dear. Uh, <laughs> David Gilmore, by the way, uh, was awarded the CBE back in 2003. I'm terribly sorry. There seems to be a cross-communication. Uh, Mason, who is the sole member to have been in every single different lineup of Pink Floyd since its formation in 1965. That's true. Spoke about chatting with Prince William, who presented him with the honor at Buckingham Palace. He explained that he and the Duke of Cambridge... Uh, who served as an air ambulance helicopter pilot, had a few things in common. He said what was quite nice 
was I've met him very briefly before, and one thing we do share is flying helicopters. Mm. He said, cars are my thing. Originally, when they told me I got this award, they said it was for music. I thought they were going to say it's for services to the used car trade. Uh, but if you fly helicopters, there's always a whole bunch of things that you end up talking about. So that's what they chatted about. Oh, it's a pleasure to meet you and to see you. You must be aware of the fact you mean nothing to me. Uh, wow. I think I listened to The Wall uh, uh, open to close for the first time in my life on Friday night. What? No yeah. Wow. Because yeah, I, I know that's for a commitment. A, I know for a fact that I listened to Dark Side of the Moon front to yeah. back. That was the one that you would do with... Um, uh, Wizard of Oz. Wizard of Oz, right? Yeah. Yeah. On the Lions' third war. Third war, right? Yeah. You yeah. Do, uh, so, the wall to child's play. I was uh, <laughs> so I was. I had to drive down the shore on Friday night, and I listened to Dark Side followed by the Wall, and that was my entire ride down to the shore. Have nice. you ever seen the movie The Wall? No, it's excellent. No, but I'm a uh, big fan. I did see the concert, The Wall, yeah. at the Wall, at the Wall, not in front of a wall. I, no. Citizens Bank Park. Oh, okay, because they do have. Oh, that's right. Oh, yes, mm-hmm. right. But there is an actual. Um, film documentary of the concert that they did when they tore down the wall. I've seen yeah. uh I've I've seen the wall but not the whole thing. The 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 animated movie, the with, movie. The, yes. with the walking hallows and everything like Parkers that. Parkers. Yeah. yeah, just parts of it are animated. Oh, okay. Yeah, a lot See, of it's live action. <laughs> uh but uh yeah, that's a journey. It's yep. a masterpiece, man. My son we're supposed to listen to it this weekend, Carter, because he was taking a bus trip down to Wildwood. Yeah. And he's like, you know what, I'm going I'm to find... Because he downloaded it a while back. We were watching uh, the performance on TV of, of The Wall, and he's like, what is this? And I was yeah. like, oh, well, dude, step mm-hmm. right up, let me tell you. Pretty freaking amazing. And so he's going to spend some time with it. It is pretty incredible. Okay, that is it. That's music news. I have one last giveaway to do. Hand and Stone Massage and Facial Spa. So let's take caller number 22 at 215-263-WMMR to get a free gift card for a massage for or a facial for mom. And, uh, this get one for yourself. You, well, here's the deal. You can make mom glow with a gift card to Hannah Stone Massage and Facial Spa. Buy a Mother's Day spa package. You get a free massage or facial gift card oh, to use go. as a gift for someone else or for yourself. And you can do that through com. Get the details there. But we'll take the 22nd call and we'll set you up with that. 215-263-WMMR. We're taking one last break. Coming back to wrap it up and move things along with Pierre. That'll be next. Stay with us. Jackson's Jeep Club and Spirit Chrysler Dodge Jeep and Ram presents MMR's Mother's Day 2019. Get dirty and get your Jeep on at Bridgeport Speedway, Sweetsboro, New Jersey, Saturday, May 11th. 15 bucks per Jeep gets you in and a go at the custom dirt obstacle courses and mud pits. Join us for another great day with our Jeeps in the dirt and mud. Plenty of room for spectators, too, with free parking. There'll be hundreds of Jeeps on site, Jeep parts to win, and you can even score MMR tickets. Plus, cool vendors and food trucks, including Two Street Sammies and DHY Motorsports. MMR's Mother's Day with Jackson's Jeep Club at Bridgeport Speedway. Tickets on sale now. WMMR.com for complete details. From Spirit Chrysler Dodge Jeep Ram, we're selling excitement at 93.3 WMMR. Everything that rocks. Uh, Monday morning. Monday is kind of a demon in and of itself, but it's been a weird one, hasn't it? We've been excising it, exercising it this morning. Yeah, excising and exercising. <laughs> yeah. yeah, I think so. That both are applicable. Yeah, I think so. But uh, none. I've had some kind of speech demon today. I've been able to get the words out properly. I've had a brain demon time and time. Really, it's rendered me more dumb than I usually am. A little bit of a fog, or I don't know. I don't know. I think it's. I. I I've been. I've been. Very proactive in my heroin use, and I think that that's 
You've been stepping up your game? Yeah, and I think okay. that's affecting my on-air performance. Yeah, it might. Uh, so, anyhow, nonetheless, it has been <laughs> fun today. Uh, let me see here. I guess I should... Uh, I would like to thank our friends at Hand and Stone Massage and Facial Spa. Yeah! yeah! Man, what a joy it is to have them here. Yeah, Kasha and Jake came by. Kasha from the uh, Northeast Philly location and Feasterville locations. And uh, Jake works in Marlton and Voorhees. And so we have massages all around for uh, not only us, but uh, other staff members here at WMMR. So it was cool having by those guys by. And also thank you to Primo Hoagies so uh, good. for coming by today. Mm-hmm. It was uh, It's today's National Hoagie Day. And they have a special, and you can uh, swing by. They have $5.99 primo size Italian, turkey and cheese, or ham and cheese hoagies all day for rewards members. You can visit primohoagies.com uh, for details. So uh, thank you guys for coming by and give us the, the giving, giving us the giveaways as well. Um, let me see what we need to do. Letter of the day, right? Yes, Pierre is here. Oh, he, he is? is. Here. Yes. All right. And back from Africa. Yep. <laughs> Just like to give you a good history. Yeah, why not? How was your weekend, ma'am? Choo choo. Yeah, choo choo is exactly what you want to hear when you ask how was your weekend. Thank you. <laughs> um, I, well, I did a lot of paperwork yesterday. I stayed inside all day and did paperwork. Really? It was a good day to do it. It was a good day to do it. Yeah. Um, it was um, not a good day to be out yesterday. Did the race go on? No, it did no. not. It's uh, happening today, and uh, so some of our listeners are heading down there now. Or have already arrived, but Casey and I were there yesterday, and uh, they tried. They tried uh, their best to get it in, but the the track needs to be perfectly dry in order right. for them to do the race. It, I actually called uh, Brent Porsche on the way down because he's a huge NASCAR fan. Right. He was going to go, and he was explaining to me some of the intricacies of making this race happen, and the conditions just weren't uh, going to allow for it yesterday. So no race yesterday, but today is a perfect day for it. It is so beautiful out. I love it. You guys have got to get out immediately. Uh, you have no meetings whatsoever today. Uh, and, uh, called off. Uh, they've been called off. I was just informed by me uh, that they've been called off. So awesome. you're allowed to leave and go out and play on this oh, pretty day. Thank you. It's That's... really, I mean, it's so nice. Um, and it, I say this uh, at this time of year, just so people notice, look how green the trees are. It's yeah, gorgeous. I know, I know. But that, that first green, that first mm. couple of weeks of green, it's got this it's got this glow to it. It's like a psychedelic glow. Yeah. Um, and um, it's been a long time since I've done those. Um, but I can tell you. <laughs> it's similar. Well, it just, they glow. Look They're freaking glowing. They're glowing. No, so there's, there's, a, there's a vibrant the new. Glow. It's amazing how quickly it co- goes from sparse to lush. Yes. And you think it's never going to happen. Yep. You think it's n- they can never come back from that barren thing. And then That's Mother the Nature falcon punches you. Yeah, no, it's gorgeous. I mean, and they're just exploding with color. So yeah, I noticed that. Uh, yeah, on Saturday I was looking around too. I'm like, things have really filled out and yeah. it's here. It's wonderful. It is it's a beautiful thing. All right, shall we do? We have another trip here. Are you ready oh to, to make these letters count? Hell yeah! All right, Preston and Steve on ninety three three WMMR. Now the daily letter and the Preston and Steve show is brought to you today by the letter. P is in pud. <laughs> yes. Well done. A word not used enough. But now that the royal baby is named Pud, yes. we're going to hear it all the time. We'll be tired of it next week. That huge Paul Newman film, Pud. All right. Brought to, we're we're going to give away a trip for two to the world premiere of Godzilla, King of the Monsters. Yes! Wow. 
Saturday, May 18th at the TCL Chinese Theater Holy. in Hollywood, California. Yay. Wait, stop. Mm-hmm. Do you know how cool that is? It's phenomenal. Do you know how cool a prize that is? Uh, Godzilla King of Monsters opens May 31st, rated PG-13. Yeah, not that long ago, we ran into somebody who went out to a premiere. It was for Bumblebee, actually, and she was going on. About how great it was and the wonderful hotel and just where, you know, how they were, they were taken care of and everything. And the stars. And then ran into Wallace Shawn in the lobby. Yes. Wow. <laughs> so, she didn't gift, remember his name. The but, gift that keeps on giving. I'm telling you. But anyhow, it, these trips are great. Uh, going to California anytime is, is awesome. So, uh, we'll have that to give away on Friday and then you're on your way on May 18th. Should be pretty cool. Yes, one of these experiential things that you cannot buy, but yes. uh, it will uh, it'll blow your mind. What is happening on your show today, ma'am? Well, um, what we were going to announce at uh, this time, we're now going to announce at noon. So I have a little announcement, uh, okay. concert announcement coming at noon. So we have to vamp until noon? Yes, so if we can, uh, uh, if each of you could just sing a little and Preston can do some drumming. Sure. Uh, and then uh, we'll be ready to go by noon. And then, um, yeah, we got that going at noon, and we'll have a workforce block corresponding to that. We also have workforce blocks of Black Sabbath uh, in honor of Bill Ward, the drummer, uh, his birthday yesterday. And Bob Seeger is 74 today, so we'll do a workforce block as well. Fantastic. Okay. Spend your day with Pierre. Beautiful day like this. Perfect time to hang out with him. I want to thank our sponsors. The Preston and Steve Show has been brought to you today by Winter Airport Parking. The fastest way in and out of Philly International Airport. Also brought to you by Chorus Photography, the official photographers of the Preston and Steve Show. Armor Metals and Recycling for all of your metal computer and re- metal and computer recycling needs. And A.D. Moyer, celebrating 80 years of supplying quality building materials and service. Tomorrow, as of now, we just have Tattoo Tuesday on tap, so we'll have a chance to win a $350 gift card uh, to world-famous Eddie's Tattoo. And I'm sure we'll fill in the blanks with a bunch of other stuff. So that is it. We are done. Rage on and have a great day. We'll see you tomorrow, gang. Bye-bye. The Breston and Steve love you. Hate you. Live. So you're already late for work, and then the scoop goes to the parking lot, and then you get behind some dude taking out a mortgage at the Mac machine, and then you get behind a landscaping truck loaded down with wheelbarrows. Just like people. Next message. I would just like to say on this fine, fine day that I love myself. I'm the best. I've always been the best. I'm always going to be the best. I am the Alfuego of all that is Alfuego. <laughs> Next message. Who the f*** brings a child to go see Endgame at f- 9 o'clock on a school night? And when a goddamn week to see this movie with our little baby son of a bitch screwing the entire time. The Preston and Steve Love You, Hate You line. Call 484-434-1333. MMR Rocks. Brought to you by DellToyota.com and DellChevrolet.com. Jack, sell them for less.